even some of the stories that she's heard from some of the individuals who are like, oh, who came up to her and like, oh, you're the reason why I love reading yeah. so much. Your book's done so much for me and all this shit. Like, it just shows what it's worth, innit? And this is the first thing man's done. So it's nuts how she just came and gassed me up like that, bro. That's nuts. Like every time I think about it, it's just I always, gas. I always feel like does she does she clock does she know? I don't I don't see her do much media and stuff. I'm yeah. like, does she know like what's going how, on? Like, how, what's going on? Also, how we feel about her? Mm. You know. Well, I think it's like because I wasn't a massive reader when I was growing up, yeah. innit? But I knew of like Mallory Blackman, innit? Yeah. So it's been like one of those stable names. Mm. in literature and I always felt like one day I would read her stuff so to meet her before I even had the chance to read her shit and even because I watched like um, Biker Grove and she done episodes for that I didn't even know that I didn't didn't know that that until like a couple years ago and I was trying to look because she did a podcast with um, am I right man was it Men and Millennium she did yeah yeah, she did a podcast Mm -hmm. a while ago wasn't it that's the first bit of media I've seen her doing a while because I do a podcast playing text and I'm like okay cool maybe one day we'll get her on and then yeah. I was looking I was like bro she's back or grow like, yeah it's nuts isn't it when you start putting all the links together and the thing for me is if you have like a biography of like a catalogue of what loads of black British people have done in it because yeah. I don't think we all see ourselves as black British but in terms of content it is black British yeah. and like, so if you had a catalogue of that, people would be able to look at it and be mm. influenced by it because we should know that. Facts. Like, we shouldn't, we should know that information. And if you give that information to, like, a young mm. you, it's different. Yeah, like, like, for a lot of us, it doesn't feel accessible, like, all yeah. real at all. And by then, like, in terms of what you think you can do, mm. like, that space is gone. Like, people, there's true, people, yeah. like, our age now who think they can't do shit. And it's like, bruv, they're better even like actors who started blowing when they were like 47. Why can't there be black actors with black stories at the age yeah. of 47? There will be. Even reading the book, I'm like looking at um, twin story a lot, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, cool, we've definitely worked. But a lot of it is just you was in that era as well. Mm-hmm. Like you just, your family went to a certain school and yep. cousin of this person and that person was rolling, happened to be rolling with Wiley, just in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time. It's not going to be like for a lot of our people. It's going to be very intentional. You're going to have to go out and get it and create those links. Yeah, exactly. And like, it it carries through with other people because the links that I've had to get this, mm. like, has been different. The link was literally just through Twitter. Yeah. Like, it's like how you man hollowed me to, to jump mm. on a thing. It's yeah. the same thing he done. And it didn't matter, matter that he was at this level. Yeah. It's just that, the content that it, it was supposed to bring is influential, it's supposed to be inspirational and it's supposed to document some history, isn't it? Yeah. Because because of what he is and what his team's done, in it is we wanted it to be like that, innit? But yeah, I, I see everything as important, bro. That's why I'm trying to do as much as I can, not even to milk it in any way, yeah. but more like just reach every corner and be like, rah, you're this is what we've done. That shit. <laughs> 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 no, that do you know what I'm gonna milk it though? Like, I want to go to an agent and be like, right, "Here's my book proposal. Yeah. I want no less than a hundred, well, yeah. six figures." Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's what I want to do. 
Like next year, I want to write like three books, Dope. and I'd want them to be six figure deals, bro. And I can I can ask for that. Yeah, there's no reason why you yeah. can't, man. And I think it's dope, like even because even the um the article in the Sunday Times, I'm reading a little bit of it, of it, and him just kind of saying that. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not wrong. It's almost like he saw it for you almost before you kind of saw it for yourself. Like it can happen. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what that we're talking about because, like in his in in the interview that I done with him, yeah, it was like raw. Fam, like there's talent there, isn't it? Yeah. There's bare talent in ends. But it's just about opportunity. Yeah. It's like, it's so nuts. I I literally reckon, yeah. You know that when we're like 16 and that, you would have some mad baller, you'll be like, right, this guy is sick. Yeah. If you've got him and he's amped up that day, he, he's just like good, isn't it? He's on his shit. Like he's yeah. on his shit. You slap him in England's team. Mm. He could have done what Walcott done. Facts. You yeah. know what I mean? But no one's going to give man that opportunity yeah. because they have all these things, factors in place, where they're thinking, raw, this can't happen, it's not a possibility. So, like, what, like, two years ago, that's when he uh, he DM'd me, like, raw, I want you to, I want to work with you in the future, would you be on that? And I was like, yeah, cool, innit? So, I knew it was coming, but didn't know when, innit, until he told me in January, innit? So, it's like, in that time, innit, it's been bare mental shifts. Like, from when he even hollered at me to write it to when I started it. Yeah. Like, bare moments where I've doubted myself. I thought, raw, if I want to be a writer, it'll probably take, like, three, four more years. But it's happened in, like, one. You know what I mean? But my <laughs> like my goal was to be an author by 26, innit? Yeah. And I'm, I'm 25, so I'm a year, like, a year early. It's like a head start. We'll take yeah, a year off, man. man. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I want off the breaks. I want to do so much, bro. Nah, I love it, bro. It's nuts. It's nice well for us because outside of all the stuff we do, mm-hmm. like I've got certain things which are like my vices. So, like we've been we've done a podcast for a while. So through that, we've been opening up more. But like mm-hmm. books and literature, something I like. I that's like my passion. Mm-hmm. Being in schools, one thing you know, like you got certain things like, like you don't overly have to work hard for. Yeah. So like English, late English language. I remember being in year eleven. Was around around this time of year, like November, December, like mm-hmm. predicted grades, trying to apply for college and that. Me and my English teacher fell out and that. She predicted me two C's. For any man, English is my subject. For one thing, I don't, I never had to work hard for. Yeah. So like, and that probably explain a few things later. So I'm sitting there thinking, nah, you're just trying to kill me. These are like my five core subjects. Yeah. I need this shit, innit? In terms of getting into good schools, good colleges and that, I need my predicted grades to be like at a level. Mm-hmm. So I've lost it. I've left their class and that I've gone to like... Start punching up the teacher and... Nah, the, the, set, the female teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's all boys. Hey. It's a mazel, bro. They're looking to kick my eye, innit? Yeah. So I've gone to the, the set below, innit? Which is like the B, <laughs> like the, the B to D group, innit? Uh-huh. But she's lots of strong um, person in her class who, was, who can give good grades, innit? But what happens is like, nah, she's trying to fuck me over. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get no good grades. I was like, fuck it, I'll stay here and just get the Bs, innit? Because I knew I could get them, innit? Yeah. Then she's begging me to come back. Mum's just coming to school. Mm-hmm. Cut long story short, after a month and a half, I've gone back into her class, smashed GCSEs, and I've got the A's, two A stars for those two subjects, innit? Sick. But I've got lazy as I've got older. Mm-hmm. For every reason, books ain't as cool. I'm not reading as much. Mm-hmm. Then I just get to uni and I'm like, write. I just, I used to write a lot, like write stories and stuff. Yeah. It's not coming. 
stuff that I could write maybe like 10 pages quickly was now four yeah. two man's not inspired and put my pen down for long mm-hmm. I, was, I was in journalism course so you have to write a lot of copywriting for yeah it's different magazines. forms it's isn't different it rule. it's different so now it's structured and you've got I couldn't just write a flair and just write what I want mm-hmm. then I thinking nah this thing's long bruv then radio I think what do I want to do within journalism and lately because I've, I've had a book I've, I've been trying to put my pen back up but it's just not coming but I just I know what it is I've got to stick to it and read more yeah it happens man I, I, but also like what I would say because this it's nuts like we've I didn't used to like reading yeah it's nuts like I only really started to enjoy reading when I was 19 mm. which it sounds dumb in it but that's how it was so what I'd done with writing I used to write stories as well because when I was kicked out of school, I was like 13, innit? And then my mum used to take Young like, tear my, away. Yeah, so they cast man off and I was just like, just out in a wild fam. But I wasn't like out here like that because my parents would like, they patterned me properly. They would yeah. make sure I'd do the school work that they assigned when I was out of school. I had some like packages, just some study packages or some shit. But I was out of school from like November 2006 till... April 2007 yeah just literally yeah just literally at home doing my own thing and then during that time the days when my mum would take away like my PS2 wires and shit and then oh, I'd be writing but it would be writing on stuff like forums and reading people's like fan fictions or shit and like reading documentaries extracts of shit like ideas yeah and I even see shit like Wikipedia's reading mm it like we've been texting using MSN and all this shit from when it first came out so yeah. we're kind of a unique type of writer in this modern day and age mm. like these times I can I can touch type on my iPhone fact yeah like touch type and man's just looking away from the keyboard I can type with my eyes shut yeah I can fucking it's weird. Man, even, I, even small stuff like that's why I even like I remember Vans he, he was yeah. saying it on a little while ago on Twitter. The whole like giving us two hundred and eighty characters is good, mm-hmm. but it's also bad because there was a time point it allowed us to, allowed man to be really short and sharp. Sharp, yeah. So now it's like man can just talk as it's much as they want. And the thing, it's yeah, it's, it's true because like tweeting is like a, it's it's an art form, bro. It's almost like, like shorthand on a certain level. Yeah, yeah, because like the ability to make a tweet effective. In 148 characters, yeah, mm-hmm. there's got to be a skill to that. Mm. Oh, there was this one thing I done to even test that. Yeah, like I opened a private account in it, yeah, and I created. I basically wrote an article through tweets in it, so I thought one one of my friends said to me like, "Raw, the way you write, sometimes you can have mad long sentences," and that's because I was writing in like through philosophy, yeah, and because I studied that for so long. It was like I lost all that creativity, side. So that's probably what you're you were dealing with. But so with my first articles, it was like philosophy essays, and then that was a criticism. And so when I came back into my creative side and I started to write like about a personal story, I thought if I put this into like that 140 character limit, yeah, and then what? That's probably around like 40 to 60 words or something like that and then there's probably like 30 of those tweets I've done it in like a thread just on this private account and then I copied and pasted all the tweets 
into an article mm. and put it together to see how concise it Play was. Pieces together and stuff. Yeah, and for me, that's like one of my favorite pieces. I won't even say what piece it was yeah. because it's like you a bit of a personal yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it was so smooth that I just felt like raw. I can see it now. I can see why like some forms of writing work and some doesn't. So yeah, it's, it's really about structure. It's mad you say it because I was watching today, um, earlier before I come here, Dreamer's Disease with um, it's a guy called Alex Manzi who I had on mm-hmm. recently. He was he sat down with a slumflower and mm-hmm. she was saying she, that's how she formulated her book. Yeah. She basically pieced together her most popular tweets and kind of started from there. Yeah, the ones obviously like you know, you know some people online they love a thread in it. So mm-hmm. those ones that bang, slam like, Thanos in the building. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good That's place fair. to start, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because you know, like sometimes you forget, like when you've had your most creative moments, and like as silly as it might seem, some of those like mm-hmm. witty little things you might have written. I tell you, only a couple lines long, they can start because they come from a thought in it. Yeah, sometimes a life experience, sometimes it might be started from a music. Because I, I always tweet about music and shit. Yeah, so stuff culturally, and even like okay, cool. Does that relate to something? And you can start from there. So. Um, it's, it's sick. It's, I love like hearing about how other people form, like like to form their ideas and yeah. and how how they like express it. Because see with with writing, I see it as like communication, mm. but I also see like everything we do is like a form of communication. Like some people, the way they talk, they can communicate so much better than everyone else. Yeah. They're that much more artic- articulate in it, and in other ways, like. Say, for example, like in an analogous way, football is a form of communication. Yeah. Messi communicates it in the best way. Some other people communicate it in a less way. And the same thing with writing. Like, I see myself as when I'm talking, it's quite shit in comparison to my writing. Mm. But when you're reading my writing, you're probably thinking of something else. Like, one of my friends described some of the way, I, sometimes, like, the way I write is like a bit Renaissance. Like from that kind of period and mm. I get it because of like the philosophy influence but also it's like a stream of consciousness thing yeah. like you know like the voice in your head you can't always articulate it and communicate it perfectly but 100% you know how you feel and you know what you think innit? that's the challenge of writing though isn't it to get all those good bits out yeah it's e- like I feel like sometimes when your brain is sending like all the right things to say whilst you're writing, yeah. it may not translate it as you're speaking in the way that your brain's telling you ah, to, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I've always like, even when I write sometimes, I, f- I feel like, oh, this is way more easier than actually speaking because of, um, especially when I'm, depending on my surroundings, especially mm-hmm. like if I'm with the mandem, I'll talk in a different way, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? So like I'll start using like all these different kind of words that, um, we say and stuff mm-hmm. but then if I'm writing something I'll block that out so I just find it so like free flowing rather than like just having to speak yeah. you, don't, you don't phone chicks straight text <laughs> <laughs> hey do me a favour get me a, get a picture for me before you go because I know I'm not back and you'll be you're going back then yeah oh, uh, you know but that is that's sick that you say that because I see that as like it's it's not so what was I going to say yeah see with like language yeah there was this one thing i learned in philosophy of language and this is a course i took in my first year of uni in it mm. so it's like last term last like module and it was difficult as shit because we're literally talking about philosophy based on language 
whilst talking in that language mm. and thinking in that language and it's just like a bit of a mind fuck so but one thing that I took for it from it that's like very strong is that when it comes to communication that like words are re- like words of relation like yeah. we relate words in our in our minds and we like have confirmed that this is what it means and this is how we join and piece these words together to formulate a sentence. Yeah. So like just all these words, because we've all got this understanding and agreement of it, when we're communicating it to each other, it's just coherent and clear. That's why a man can talk bare fast and you would understand it. Just engage and get it. But it's weird because you said it because it's like there's certain cultures, I don't know how it comes across in a written form, but like when they speak, mm-hmm. there's certain words that be missing, but it doesn't mean they're uneducated yeah. or they don't know. That's just how they communicate. It's not like we was bantering about the whole um, um, Khabib. Yeah. And we was talking about like, my mama was just, he was just, he missing some words. Like, yeah. Smash that guy. I, I smash, smash your, your boy. boy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, because for them it's like, I'm trying to get to A to B right now, innit? Yeah. So I'm just trying to get the message across. Right, I've got uncle is very like, <laughs> don't worry guys no but there's a beauty in that though because yeah. like there's yeah, I feel like words. bruv that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying like there's some people yeah especially like obviously we'll, we'll get into the um, political talk a little bit later yeah we'll get into everything but they yeah, sometimes still they connected. just oh yeah sorry shall I lock it no no you can I say you I'm for you you can still stay connected bruv yeah so what I was gonna say sometimes they use like unnecessary words mm. when they're talking just get straight to the point the man um, just want to get straight wait, to the I point. It's, it's still on or not? Uh, one sec. Technicals in the studio, you know, the Wi-Fi's gone. Mad, mad, mad. At least I'm moving across the road, but I can't wait. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, yeah? yeah, I don't need it now sure, anyway. Cool, cool, Interesting conversations, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Especially when we meet the first time, I like to just get everyone relaxed and that. But and yeah, just... imagine, yeah, like, it's sick that you even say that like, in terms of like other languages and how yeah. Khabib was speaking because there's another example that I took from um, this is another module this is philosophy of social sciences yeah. and it's about like uh, communication and how how we basically form language in it and basically this guy presents this example of birds singing in it and what birds do is they would sing a song and that song would like indicate like what's going on. So say if there's a threat or if there's food or that's how they witness it. Because once these, um, it's anthropologists, right? Mm. Yeah. Once these anthropologists studied that these birds mm. had made like certain songs for different directions and they would do different things. And they recorded that. They also recorded that say if, one of the birds like gives birth and then utters that song incorrectly, the yeah. sun would adopt that song and use ah, that okay. furthermore, innit? So they would be thinking that song is the right song. Not no, but, the wrong thing. Yeah, the not wrong. Different rhythms no, and that. Yeah. yeah, but that's how language literally builds up. Mm. So once we've built up all of these utterances and we know like what they mean, Yeah. Like, it might be totally foreign to you, but I'm looking at someone else who's speaking in the next language and it's just simple for them because they've already built up that language connection where they understand a whole different network of shit. Yeah. I envy people that can flow in and out of, like, 
different languages. Yeah. Um, I've got a cousin who, obviously my, my family's tribe in Nigeria is Yoruba. He can obviously speak English very well. He can float in and out English, Yoruba, Igbo, also yeah. as well. That's amazing. Um, Donnie speaks a little bit of French. What else does he speak? He's learning Mandarin. But I don't, I don't know because I don't speak Mandarin, so he could be flexing on me. I don't know. Like, I don't know what he's really that, speaking. That, that's what, that's the scariest thing. Because <laughs> well. I don't really know. I don't know. Did you not see the tweet that, um, oh, yeah. earlier today about the uh, the pastor that was speaking in tongues in church, <laughs> and someone said he was just saying the Japanese national anthem. national anthem. Obviously, um, what would who's like? There was a huge figure's funeral where once, and there was like a. A Donny that was doing the sign language and stuff, but he was just doing like the Desmond wrong T- thing. T- Wait, it was that not Desmond. T- was it? T- was it Mandela's yeah, funeral? I think it was, was Mandela. It Mandela. Yeah, it might have been. Bro. It might have so been. so monumental bro, like that. Yeah. A G, you know. I might mess up. That reminds me of when um, Waka Flocka was on stage, yeah, and he didn't clock the lady was doing sign language. Yeah. She's there doing, and he used to say, oh, "Yeah, man. he didn't realize she was doing sign language." He started dancing with her. Man, I thought she was turning up. Yeah, oh, that is there, and she was trying to turn up with him, but. I'm looking at him, looking at him like, he hasn't clocked. Oh, bruv, man. Like, it's <laughs> oh, nuts. Like, the, the whole language thing is nuts because I speak um, French and Come on, Ghana. flex. Flex a little, little so, bit. No. Bruv, like, <laughs> no, yeah, you know, yeah. I speak vous and that. Nah, you know what, yeah? It's, um, sometimes it's just because there's French is not um, spoken too frequently in the house. Oh, okay. So sometimes, like... You forget. I'm thinking... Right, what's that word again? But I'm not trying to embarrass myself in front of my parents when uh, I could just like yes. ask the question. Mm. Yeah. But then they'll be looking at me like, ah, oh, rah, why are you speaking French? <laughs> speak Lingala <laughs> or speak yeah. English? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't really use that anymore. But I've kind of made um, some sort of commitment to myself to keep it. Yeah. Whereas like my other siblings, they don't know a word. Are you going to pass on to your little one? Yeah, which is what I'm trying to do now. Yeah. So. Just oh, trying yeah. to make her practice like a few words and make her understand what this means mm-hmm. and then make her say it back to me. And even when I'm not in the house, yeah, make it make her say it to, you know, others that are around her. You're finished though, because you're going to have to attach it with a treat or something. That some, is, that some, is some reward. Oh. I don't know, man. Just, um, it's just our little thing in it just so that we can be on the same page. Do you remember back like in 1999 when like if you only knew English, you were good? Remember when everyone just used to rate it? Yeah, like, pretty much. It's so nuts because I remember when I was a youth, like even in this essay that I wrote for this Black British male anthology, it's going to come out next year. Oh. Um, I basically spoke about like the mother tongue and how when I was in primary school, it was kind of a thing that everybody dismissed because mm. people who had different accents were mocked people who spoke different languages were mocked people who didn't understand like simple english things like things that were common sense and common sense was a dangerous term mm. growing up mm. it was like right if you don't have this common knowledge like people would belittle you so i felt like growing up a lot of people dismissed their mother tongue in favor for English. It just comes from an ignorance. That. It's just an ignorance yeah. because, like, in the household, obviously, a lot of our parents, if you're like second generation immigrant, mm-hmm. your mum, your your mum and dad weren't born here, and they yeah. were born here. They they come over. They un- unfortunately got assimilated in it. Yep. And then along the way, the language gets lost a little bit because you don't speak it at home as much. And with me, I just speak personally. 
Mm-hmm. Language in the household is only attached to arguments and like greasings. Yeah, so that's Mumsy very true. Was so. only saying she she called my Yoruba name if she was on my back. Mm. She's trying to sweep me up, and she wants to do something. She called her for like she, she, she Bro, was, like, she's trying site, to sweep me. When, 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 when yeah. it's greasing, I'm here. Maya, I'm here. All my all my proper yeah. names, all the stuff my nan calls me. Yeah. When they're arguing in a room and they want to act, they want to like. Make us not hear they arguing Yoruba, but these times man understands. Mm. So man can hear you, mum and dad arguing because they're trying to flex. Well, yeah. I can hear everything, but we can't speak it as well. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, we won't communicate. So like even the you saying about um trying to pass it on to your daughter. Yeah, my little yeah. sister over the last couple of years has made a proper effort and was like, she actually told my mum, don't speak to me. Cool, cool we've clocked, we've clocked the English thing. Mm. Yeah. Let's let's learn it. Actively like trying to communicate with each other in Yoruba. That's stuff. that's all it takes. I feel that's like amazing. it's like. Because we've been raised in these environments yeah. mm-hmm. where your parents are naturally just speaking their, you know, their mother tongue, mm-hmm. we already have it in our in our minds, but we just haven't Probably made the subconsciously, effort subconsciously. Yeah, subconsciously, you know what I mean. So yeah. we haven't necessarily made the effort to pursue that. Bring but then once fruition, we do, yeah. it will come easier than you think. Because yeah. I used to um, give my parents the impression that I didn't know Lingala. But I did. (laughs) And it's only like the last four years I've started to speak it Mm -hmm. back to them. Yeah. They're like, (laughs) whoa. I'm moving mad. Mad. (laughs) That is nuts. I was like, nah, man. See, I wish I could do that with Twee, man. But it's in the bank. I'm a shit Ghanaian. I'm honestly a a shit Ghanaian. But I feel like it's because I'm I'm the youngest in my family. Mm -hmm. So. By the time I was in in like school, like well, secondary school, like I don't even remember my parents having like a Ghanaian accent, like a thick right. Ghanaian accent. Like my parents, it comes out at times, mm. yeah, and that's very evident. But I've always t- taken notice of like the English like rhythms and kicks in their in their tone. Mm. So it's like when they're articulating themselves properly and even the idea of articulating articulating yourself properly, like who you're speaking to, like you're saying about your boys, mm. like when we speak to our boys, like we're much more chill. We'll use all these terms and that. And also the the topic, the seriousness. And these are shit it's that nuts that you said. Well. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts that you said like when your parents are speaking their their language, it's like always associated with arguments and, and pain and yeah <laughs> like all all these all these ideas it, it's quite crucial Robin. but I feel like there needs to be a collective consciousness on it like, when we're all aware of these things and mm. that's when we won't fall into the trap of it happening again but I don't think I don't think like today carries the same kind of alienation of our mother tongues now I think obviously a lot. We've been here a bit longer now as well. Yeah. And we're like just just our, having our, a conversation. Our presence is yeah. more uh, felt. Let's just yeah. say you that. know. And even though like much I can understand, to be I hate the I hate the the saying that oh, it's cool to be African. But I can understand people say that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, where well the music is more prominent and stuff. Yeah. Our culture is a bit more visible. We've been here a bit longer. You know, um, 
a lot of people are going home now. They're traveling and doing different mm, things. So it's yeah. not like yeah, go and do the party islands, but man are going Niger and Ghana and at Christmas yeah. and not having to go with their parents. Might mm-hmm. be going with their brethren. They got mm. links there. We've got fashion. We've got mm. that cross border stuff. You got artists coming over here and doing collabs. So like, yeah. don't get it twisted, man. We're trying to be another nationality though. Like, no, 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 no. That narrative like needs to die in it. No, no. But you know, it, no, it stems from though. It's like who would the I other know it cool, comes from somewhere. Who would the other cool blacks? Mm. And it was the Caribbeans. Mm. So you try to simulate within with, within them. Mm. And it's more of like just finding a common ground or trying to find an ease of communication. So yeah. I, I, used to, I used to hear man call people Jafakas and that. But if you look at it this way, the, the slang is, it's been there so long. It's just like, yeah, to the point of, that we yeah. would, um, people would say um, about Drake using certain slang and then, oh yeah. no, mm. that's just Toronto slang. When really it's not British slang. Mm. It's mm-hmm. not, Toronto slang mm. is how they talk yes, in the Caribbean, yeah, culture, yeah. But yeah. because they've been here so long, mm. we almost look at it as black British slang, yes. which it's, is essence it is, mm-hmm. but that's the oranges are from there. I yeah, always yeah. struggle pronouncing this word and it's so mad because I always write about it, but diaspora, yeah. like Caribbean diaspora has moved to these countries before many Africans did, yeah. like many generations of Africans um, like have. And so even though that, there's been like black people in Britain for time. Yeah. The most prominent cultures have been Caribbean cultures. So mm. it's like intertwined with the slang and it's a normal thing. And it's nuts because I've got such a respect for Caribbean people. So yeah. I admire the fact that now there's more of a kind of unity in that respect. But yeah, like things need to ultimately reach a state of being normal. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, didn't it? It's nice being cool and that, mm. but it needs to be a normal thing. Yeah. There are Africans who don't even like Afrobeats. There's like... Which is crazy to me. Yeah, there's like... Uh, is, 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 it, is, it, is it though? Is it though? Is it though? No, because like obviously that's just um, West Africans, isn't it? So like there's different mm. parts of... Especially like... I can only speak for people in the UK, London specifically. Yeah. yeah where you'll see more um, of the presence of people from West Africa. Yeah. Well, and it's not fair. It's like, it's if it's just, so like if people it's are from Nigeria, various different places. Just, that's yeah. what, I'm saying. what I was even going to add is, now I wasn't even just saying like Afrobeats, but there's like Africans that don't like hip hop. There's Africa, Africans that don't like pop. There's, there's a whole different section of life but you don't have there. to like these certain things exactly but like for me to reach a normal state you need to acknowledge these things like when we look at Europe or when yeah. we look at America we can identify a million things but when we look at Africa I can still only identify probably just a thousand things in comparison to the million things Yeah, okay, and you know what I mean and mm. what I want to do now is as a grown man is really get to understand what Africa is because we've got our own projection yeah. of what Africa is over here like all this amounted idea of what it means to be Ghanaian is still a black black British perspective and it me. could be inaccurate as well is exactly yeah. so what I need to do is some it's kind of like soul searching mm. a bit you okay. know I think at the end of the day we are humans but of, in of this course. world it's just trying to readdress the balance isn't it because it was in balance for so yeah. long because I'm still black before I'm human, though, and it, in a weird way. You know I understand what I mean? it, but I'm, I battle with that sometimes because I would love us to get to a place where we, we are just we're human first. But mm-hmm. we can only get there if we wrong those, if we right those wrongs initially, innit? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? And it's, and unfortunately, it's not on us just to do it. The people that have the power have got to kind of 
bus man that open the doors, which is shit. When yeah. we kick them down in it, so. But you know, what I always think like one thing. I think when you go to places like in Africa, like for example, I was at this panel the other day. It was yeah. this Blam charity um, panel, and there was this guy who's an investor called Viv Armand, and what he was saying is when he's investing in Africa and moving set moving over there to set up shop, it's like when you're over there, yeah, it's not a thing of where you're going back and people think, oh, he's coming from Europe, yeah. he's coming from England, let's give him like a a red carpet and welcome him back. They make no, it harder for you, bro. They make it harder for you, for you're one. Chinese you're not... white, they roll the fucking red carpet out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they'll make it hard for for anyone. But for me, the idea of being in that kind of setting yeah. and just being normal because you're surrounded by black people. Ah, okay, so you mean, yeah. That's a whole nother different complex for me because mm-hmm. I've grown up here, fam. I've never been in a situation where it's just purely black yeah. and that's what's normal. So some man over there might have that normal feeling. Yeah. So all this black argument and conversation we having could be irrelevant to them. Of course, but then of course, then theirs would be a class and a and a, a money thing, innit? Yeah. But then there's that because so a lot of fortune, a lot of African nations don't have that middle ground like how we have here. It's literally mm-hmm. have a super rich or like abject poverty, and then even like key workers from police officers to people that work in schools, to yeah. in healthcare, they're equally as like they're getting paid late. Like mm-hmm. it's mad, but they're at the core of society because without oh. them who's going to teach the kids when people come in off the street with injuries who's going to look after them like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy but life is mad bruv I'm happy you got nice and relaxed we'll get cracking <laughs> yeah I was going to say no no that was mad no no it's cool do you know what it is it's not a problem bro. I, I prefer it that way anyway yeah. you can splice it all up um, and I'll get heaps to cut some bits because we've got um, we're recording today and we're recording Thursday as well so we'll put, uh, we're going to put two episodes out this week so this will drop Thursday Maybe. And then we'll probably put the one we record out on Thursday, possibly. What are you saying? We saying Sunday? Yeah, young Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, extra. Yeah, maybe give, like an hour people, long. Yeah, give people a little breather. Yeah, and so we'll, uh, get everyone to digest this conversation that we're yeah. having today. Don't, don't don't worry. All the bits that you said, I remember now. So we'll revisit certain <coughs> parts. Just want to double check. We've got to do our intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it, intro. <laughs> 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 no, Let me even find this. Wonderful. Hmm. Who you got over there? Huh? Who you got over there? No, I was just trying to find little intro music. If it doesn't play properly, I've got the other bits for H anyway, so. We'll get cracking. All right, there we go. Yes, we are back. Hashtag off the cuff pod. Come on. My name is False Forever. Mr. Vans in the cut. How are you feeling, Vans? Bruv, I'm ill, you know. I don't know if you can hear it. I can hear it in the voice, my dad. <laughs> yeah. Hard weekend and that. No, here we go. <laughs> I need to chill out. Listen. Hey, listen, man. Christmas is coming up. When you see the Coca-Cola advert, the big lorry and that, you Mr. know. Mr. I'm not drinking again. You know we all say it. No, no. We don't, I don't really say that no more, bro. No, what? I know. <laughs> no? I'm, no, I'm done out here with alcohol. <laughs> Finished. Yeah, nah, man. 
It's all right, though. I'll be back. You was back out straight away the next day, bro. Come on, man. Allow me, cuz. Don't, <laughs> don't take what I say as gospel. <laughs> right, cool. When look, I tweet stuff like that. As yeah. long as you're honest, did it? The thing is, is that obviously in the morning when you're feeling super messed up, yeah. you know what it is? It's because I had bare wine the night before. I was maybe yeah. like you, cuz. <laughs> so when you're blonde. <laughs> yeah, you know, like at the wedding, at the table and that. Yeah. You know, wine bottles and that. We were thinking, yeah, cool. Let's drink this. Yeah. Because we are thinking like there's no other alcohol because we couldn't see like anything else. Oh, so you're thinking, oh, we ain't got any options. You yeah. Just drink this. this is like, we just got to drink this. Yeah, at weddings, the juice on the, that's on the table is the shittest juice in the whole venue. So the Donny just Death comes with one bottle and I'm like, right, there's about 10 people at this table. <laughs> one bottle. Yeah. Nah, man, you got to bring about three, four more. So obviously we're back in that, we're back in that. About two hours later, they're like, oh yeah, the bar's open now. So after you finish yourself with wine. Mad. But you know when you're drinking, yeah? you're already on that wave. Yeah. So when they said, yeah, open bar, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Let's jump for the spirits. And then, yeah. And then that's when I came to buck you afterwards. Yeah. And then, yeah, you were even mad as well, just giving me bare drinks. And me like a dickhead <laughs> was just taking them. No, because the man <sighs> were trying to get me mad drunk. You know, you're out and you've got your lady with you as well and you're like, I know I've got to be up super early. I'm not trying to be too saucy. Plus, you got to keep composed and fuck the missus and that. <laughs> nah, 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 fuck all that shit. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Do you know the maddest thing about that night, yeah? Before we introduce our guests, the maddest yeah, thing yeah. about that night was all the men that have got other halves, yeah? Like, we've come out. Everyone's the best behaving that, but you can see all our girlfriends congregating in one corner, innit? Mm. So that's, that's the wags over there just preying the whole situation. And, like, bearing in mind, it's an engagement party. Our, our friends have got engaged. Yeah. Jamaica 2020, we're going to have a blast. But there's girls in there that are single. But some of them are cool, but some of them don't know our girlfriend. So, like, you got people coming over hugging, saying hello. Mm. And I could just feel energy. I feel like I was getting man marked, like, vintage. So, I'm looking around, like, bruv, where is she, bruv? <laughs> bruv, it was so mark. weird. Like, I come into the place, yeah, and all the man them are just, like, looking very, like, well-mannered. <laughs> like, just having general chit-chat by the bar. I'm thinking, what's this? And then We're grown, innit? Try to do the grown thing. Yeah. These times, I'm the one in the Ronick. suit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the man them were under duress at the bar you know <laughs> just trying to like have normal conversation like bear man yeah. is free bar as well so of course I'm going to be at the bar yeah well not hanging around at the bar yeah. like some civilised adults <laughs> get on the dance floor cause it was empty when the tunes come on we flex <laughs> it? but congrats to my people's Olivia and Scam yes I'm, I'm happy for the man them yes man the only thing about this this will be this is what how many That's the third person Third or fourth, you know, at a certain point, like you can't keep taking your other half to like weddings and engagement parties because the pressure in it, bruv. Her eyes twitching when she's looking at you, like Donnie's all on the mic and that professing his love. <laughs> can't wait to marry man's, you, man's and you're just there. Empress, my wife, my life. I'm like, bruv, when did you start rhyming? I said, what's wrong with this guy? Can't wait to make you my wife. <laughs> you look at me, like, oh, well, oh, when is when, when are you guys? When is you, bruv? The worst <laughs> thing is, is the ones that are when single. will you marry? Oh, you gonna have a baby? I said, you gonna are you ready to fund this situation? Cause it's cool. I'll shoot up. The, listen, I'm ready in it. But have you got the you got the bread? Have you got the bread? Have you got the funds to help man out? Are you gonna be there? Hey, that's know? when a lot of people disappear. I'll tell you that for free, right, cause listen, I know you have a long list. But we'll introduce our guest. Yes, we've got yeah. an uh, esteemed gentleman in our miss. Safe, man. A gentleman by the name of Jude Yorson. I'm pronouncing your surname yes, correctly. Yes, yes, you are. And uh, the reason why we got you here down today. Author of Stormzy's new book, Rise Up. Yeah. Editor, co-writer. He's telling me earlier, sold out in Brixton. 
Yeah, man. Just wavy feelings, though. Co-author would be what the the correct published term. Co-author, you know, it's it's a mad it's a madness. Names in a book and that is cheese. Very very satisfying, bro. Yeah. You know the ones. I'm overwhelmed. Well, I don't know yet. I ain't written a book just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. No, but it must be though. It yeah. must be just um, seeing your name, like you know, on a published book yeah. as author. Nuts, bro. Like it was. It was a goal for me. Like I wanted to be an author by 26. Yeah. Like I was saying, but yeah, I'm 25 now, and it worked out. But it was just been. So I was gonna say it's been a long time coming, but <laughs> no, it's been more like I've been concentrating on my craft. Like it's my main thought every day, mm. and it's funny enough the way I was just even thinking about it now. Like you see, kind of the energy that our musicians have. Yeah, like the idea that they've always got to be in the spotlight. They always got to be doing something. It's the same kind of pressure I put on myself mm. like even during the years I was writing up until this point like I would see them not dropping stuff and not even get jealous I'll be looking at my own work like what am I doing even though it's a totally different lane mm. yeah. I saw it as culture building it's culture building culture and community building work like I don't want to be cheesy and keep saying like you know like, oh for the culture or whatever but yeah. it actually builds content where people are seeing themselves as visible so I've always had that aim and drive and now it's kind of here so I think we're, we're starting at like at a later point I always like to go back a little bit yeah so yes you're co-author and you've helped write Storms book Rise Up like what where did it all start for you essentially in terms of writing. In terms of writing, yeah. Yeah, so writing-wise, like, I used to write when I was younger, but it wasn't something where I thought I was going to be an author. Yeah. It's like I've always been a creative kind of child and whatever I had in front of me, I would use. Like, I remember there'd be times when I'd be, like, banned from playing games or something like that. And I'd even make, like, models out of blue tech and stuff like that because in art like art classes I was inspired I saw like different elements and shit so when I started to write it would be like writing my own kind of little stories and stuff but I, I never thought of a thing where I'm writing to sell to someone Yeah, I'm writing something of such a high magnitude it was always like self-contained didn't it like writing for myself like a self-expression kind of thing and then, like, when I picked up the habit of writing again was, like, 2012. That's when I I actually, like, said to myself, like, I want to be a writer or someone that creates. I want to make documentaries. I want to make films. Like, that's been my ambition. And, um, but in order to do that, I needed to expand a network. Like, I knew no individuals in any of these fields. Mm. Like, even at college, I knew quite a lot of people in a sense but I wasn't mad social enough to get into what they were doing creatively or we never even communicated in that way where we'll be like oh okay what in nine years time what are you going to be doing so you, you, don't see you, want, you want you linking up with all the artsy kids from Brit school mm, and that nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah I was just out here on my ones and then 
So I decided like what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this content from philosophy that I'm learning because the only reason I studied that I felt like I needed to have a conversation with myself but also entertain other ideas and be open to this to these kind of thoughts yeah and at first I was quite like impressionable with it like I was I was sucked in I, I very very much enjoyed the course in it and the things that it's taught me but now I just see it as perspective rather than the gospel truth type of thing mm, yeah, yeah exactly like I don't want to say like the knowledge made me arrogant or made me feel like I'm smarter than people but certainly when it came to arguing or trying to put my point across sometimes I would use that kind of logic but now it's more like a realism and a perspective so I put all of those ideas and argued around things that concern me so I was writing articles about like morality and decisions around that because I always thought how can I be doing something like this course that's talking so much about morality and I'm coming from a situation where going to school was putting me at risk yeah. of just getting into a madness and I was going to centre from age 14 to until I went to college and it's like those are the people I was surrounded by even though we've all grown into different ways it was a very contentious like age isn't it? and so yeah like those are the first kind of arguments I put into my writing and then I started to try and expand because the only reason why I put pen to paper is because I wanted to make films and mm. documentaries I felt like that could sell our story better and then it was like raw I need to expand and then started to write like dialogues started to write my own poetry but in my own kind of way like some unreleased content some stuff that I just threw out there and saw the reaction it would get but after the philosophy articles um essays rather um I moved on to articles and these were more like arguments for things that were happening around my life so I done this article on depression in 2014 yeah. and that's because like like one of my friends like prompted me to go to the doctors and see if there was anything wrong with me because I was just going through some shit like after the year end at uni I, I just felt a bit like lost and baffed before my a lot life. of people can relate to that mm-hmm. that, that, yeah. that postgraduate feeling trying to find a job yeah. and moving yeah. back home now no, I, got no that. it was my second it was my second year actually so it was more like the postgraduate feeling did did actually occur though, but it was more like the second year. Is well, so you got it twice. Like, you got the second year between second and no, third but, year. And no, but second year is also some sort of like transitional period. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're because you're going like, into your last hard year. Yeah. yeah, you can't really bullshit. You can't fuck around anymore. People yeah. are leaving. You don't know where you're going to be living. It was all this fuckery, and and I wasn't keeping my money right. I was smoking a lot. I was just I was just going through shit, and at home as well. I was concerned with with shit at home, but. Sometimes it can make you appear as if you don't care when you're concentrated on something. Yeah. And I was I was doing my, my uni work and writing this stuff. And for a lot of people, it can just be anything. It's a two-minute read. But for me, it's been four days when I haven't slept. I've just been trying to put this together. And it might get like a few hundred views. Yeah. Mm. It's really like a risk. But that depression article, was, it done really well. Like, some of my philosophy articles did 
quite sick. But that was like the first article that gained like a mad amount of attention. I remember I put out the tweet and it got like 500 retweets and this was like 2014. Mm. And for an article, that's a bit... And where were you posting your work at the time? Were you like I a WordPress just, or... Yeah, I, I have like the WordPress website even still running. Like I'm hosting it on someone's domain. I bought the the name, but I edit it through WordPress's okay. system. Mm. And um, so... Yeah, like after that article, I got like forty thousand views in like a month or something, and that, that was yeah, that's, that was kind of nuts. That's nuts. And I, I was kind of what my friends were telling me to do, and what people were telling me to do was like, oh, you should pitch your stuff to like journalists and editors and see if you can get a feature. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not a journalist though. I don't want to be. A journalist because if I took that route I could have very well been doing pieces that they're going to be edited by other people and when they've come out a few of the points have been missed yeah and it's not it's not how I want to articulate it so even though some of the reads might have not been coherent it's like this is what I'm trying to say and this is everything I have to say you don't kind of lose your message exactly yeah. it's, it's, it's strange um, because obviously like you strike me as a very relaxed individual um, would it be fair to say that you would call yourself um, an introvert? I've, I think I'm a bit of both. I'm a, I'm a bit like introverted, but when you know me, like I'm mad, I'm mad buzzing. Right. Like my friends, they see this, this side of me where like, my well, my friends and family, I go back to my comfort zones and I'm so buzzing and energetic mm. and don't really take life too seriously, but a lot of the ideas and the foundations of what I'm doing rests on life not being that serious. Because the way I honestly see it, it might sound a bit dark or whatever. When you're coming from situations where you literally think you might die, and I wasn't the most like hood guy or anything. I even chose to stay at home more time because I wanted to focus on I wanted to understand what I wanted to do in life. Mm. So I took myself away from a lot of shit, but it's like, you're coming from situations and you see yourself as like worthless every day. Yeah. Now you're in this setting where, like like people said to me, Ra, you can't do A-levels. When I was in the center, they were laughing at me. They were like, you can't do A-levels. And I was like, I'll swear. And I'll I'll go and do that, prove them wrong. Mm. You can't go uni, I'll swear. Go and do that, prove them wrong starting a masters prove people wrong and then yeah like i've always had that kind of buzzing energy where it's, it's spiky towards shit but with my actual concerns i take it away from myself like were these peers saying that or was it like staff members at the center peers peers and staff like i'm saying that from staff from like secondary school in center a lot of the staff were quite is the word endearing like what, I might we'll run with that. Right. Fuck it, we'll yeah. run with it. <laughs> Let's go. And they're quite endearing. Hopefully that's the word. I'm mm. right, I'll just free out there. But yeah, it's like, they were putting in the right messages, so I always held that respect for ah, them. So. so you didn't have the classic, oh, my teacher never believed in me, you know, rapper line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rapper's favorite line. <laughs> no, but it's like, they believed, but I don't think they believed to this extent. Yeah. Like, no one... At that point, you're just thinking, if man gets out of here with five GCSEs, I'm good. That's a success. I've, I'm a success. Me off. 
But I got nine. Yeah. Like, and at that point in time, it was like the most that people, that someone's ever got in the center, mm. ever. So I was gassed off it a bit, but at the same time I was hurt because the grades were shit mm. in comparison to what I was hearing people from mainstream school getting. They were getting like, oh, 11 GCSEs, like six A stars. Mm. I didn't get A's. I was getting like C's and stuff. Like, because we're getting even entered for our like foundation courses sometimes. And so they're, they're almost shortchanging you, you anyway. Yeah, so it's, like, it's like, there was only a certain level you could even be successful. Yeah, it's, it was very, it was very kind of undermining, but, Shit worked out in the end, so I can't really complain. But so let's let's fast forward a little yeah. bit. So you kind of give us me like a little bit of a background as like the writing. So you got to a point mm-hmm. where now you're getting said like the forty thousand views in a month. Oh yeah, the writing's yeah. picking up. What was the point where you managed to interact with Storms and he saw? Yeah, well, it's nuts because two thousand and fourteen was probably I was probably following him from like two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Maybe December 2013, but it was like around the time he's first releasing some of these freestyle videos and I'm seeing what he's doing. And the buzz on the internet's picking up. And yeah, and I'm seeing more like like SPTV and that, like freestyles. Yeah. And I'm just seeing like what he's bringing to the table and I was just thinking, sometimes things are about energy. Because if I'm, if I'm totally honest, yeah, there's some man that I'll see they would spit and they're, they're so sick, but their energy isn't right. Mm. What they're putting into it isn't right. Mm. Like, it's not right to the point that you would support them wholeheartedly. There's some artists that you come across that you will give that support because you reside with them and what they're trying to do. So when I saw, like, when I was, like, on Twitter and then I was seeing that I'm sharing his stuff and he's like, oh, thank you. And I'm thinking... They were very is... they were very good at that at the start, I remember, because I even like when I was doing the stuff with giveaways, Adidas to do hand-to-hand, yeah. they'll go out mm. there and you could you meet up and link up. And... Yeah. Even to this day, like with the murky airways thing, yeah. when he went out on his birthday, he invited me, you know, mm. this is during the process of the book. And they were like, I must have just finished the interview with Tiny, in it, his DJ. And then I had a zoot with him after, just mad casual... He's a cool, cool guy. And then mum was like, no, Akua, his brand manager, was like, oh, do you want to go to Murky Fest? No, I mean, to, um, um, the birthday. The birthday bash. Murky Airways, yeah. Yeah, Murky Airways. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, cool, send me your passport details. And it's there. On the day, I spent £10. Like, you're paying me. I want to spend nothing. No, I spent ten. Pa- is a travel there and back? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, like when I saw <laughs> travel there yeah, and back. Like obviously, um, sidestepping. But when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, this is like next level." That's P Diddy shit. Bro. Like this is like almost like a testament to who the Donny is. Yeah, yeah. For him to do that, there's a lot of man that would <laughs> never even in a million years. Think of doing something like that, but it's cold though. Fuck, it's my birthday. Let's fly all my friends and family out. Huh? Yeah, you look. We like for just for the day. Am I? It right? wasn't even just friends and family, bro. There was like he, he fans. Himself, fans yeah. yeah, there was like it was even like half and there. half. Yeah, there was fans. <laughs> Shiggy was out there dancing. <laughs> Shiggy, in there. So, Shiggy was out there dancing. <laughs> Shiggy was cool. Yeah, I, I chatted <laughs> to him for a bit. He's he's a funny guy. Bro. But yeah, man, like it was nuts. For me, it's the it's the humility. 
because that's the kind of stuff that I would want to do. It's something that you would dream of, innit? Yeah. Like, you would think, raw. if I had a few million pounds, well, I don't, well, I'm not speaking on man's bank or anything, mm. but, like, I'm saying hypothetically for myself, I'll be thinking, raw. if I had a few million pounds and it's my birthday, I would love to take all the people I appreciate out somewhere and not have them worry about a thing. thing. Even, even me, like, I don't want to even call it a philanthropist thing. Yeah. Like, I just see it as my kind of nature, but I would love to be able to be like, raw, bro, have you got any problems? Let me cover that. For my friends, that's the type of money I want. That's what I'm working towards. Mm. I want to be able to have that, not even just friends, but people in situations that make need a change. help. Yeah, to be able to make a change. Like, it's unfortunate we need money and that's what it is, but it's the humility he showed with all these things which he doesn't have to do like he didn't even have to ask me to write the book but from that time when he was telling me he was sharing my articles like he would share my articles I'd share his work and it's like bruv like I can clearly see man blowing and he would be sharing some articles that I've been putting out as, as well he was getting bigger, he wasn't he was, as he was, yeah as he was getting bit bigger and I'll never I'll never forget that but obviously when you get to a certain level you do have to pattern shit up in a way. You know, like, what happened like, with his Twitter, mm. my Instagram yeah, yeah. as well. So all that kind of bullshit, and then he had to, like, kind of scrap it. But before the year ended and before, like, he deleted his tweet, his Twitter, he, like, messaged me and was like, Ra, do you want to do this project? Like, no, wait, this is two years ago. Yeah, it's, like, 2016 when he messaged me and he was like, Ra, I want to work with you in the future. And I was like, all right, cool. He said, yeah, keep doing your thing, innit? We'll definitely holler you in the future. Like, little did I know it was going to be the first book of the thing. I thought maybe, like, they will approach me and be like, yeah, what's an idea for, for a book? But I didn't but Like a my, kind of consultancy yeah. vibe. And yeah. But so are you saying No, that? not even a consultancy vibe. More like, oh, what would you do for a book? But this was even better than that because... I wasn't ready in that sense. But now I've worked with publishers. I've worked with the team. I've got to understand and be inspired throughout the whole process. Like yeah. Putting the book together was sick, but everything about it, the whole experience has made me a greater person over the last several months. Mm-hmm. So I can never... Just to give some context, so Murky as an imprint got mm-hmm. a publishing deal with Penguin Books, I'm correct, yeah. to obviously put yeah. out a whole host of uh, yeah. books so they're going to release three books per year and it's like they will, you'll have chances to submit your content to Murky Books and they've been putting it out on a stream of like through social media tips on like how to get into the writing world like stuff about agents publishers and like contracts and how to do book proposals stuff that even now that I need this is information that I still need myself, even yeah. though I'm in these pockets. Like, it's good because it teaches everyone, and I love that. Like, I love the fact that this book opportunity is like a sick through ball, but it's a through ball that I have to keep finishing. Mm. <laughs> like, One touch finish, bro. You're like, literally, it's a through ball I have to keep finishing. So, everything I'm, I'm doing, like in that. Yeah, you can't be giving like Maratta in that. <laughs> Just slipping up. It's, so, is there like a now that you said that you're in these pockets, mm-hmm. is there a deal in place that will keep you continuing to create with? 
the murky team or are you part of the murky team? Oh, I see it like it's nuts because in the in the book, yeah, he, des- he describes murky as like a family. Yeah. And like how, though I don't want to sound cheesy and he didn't want to sound cheesy either, but it's like, it really is kind of like a family thing because the people like he brought out to Murky first, the people that came to like uh, Murky Airways, the ones that went to all of his first shows, like everything that he's put on, like these are people that have built him to this point. Mm. Like they, were, I even remember the day like GSAP came out. Like what I had done is I listened to it. I thought it was brilliant. Like it was fantastic. I was amazed with the spread of work. Like even I had brethrens who they don't necessarily like grime, but because of the amount of spread of genres on the tape is a full like artistic. You can album. find something for themselves on there. You can find something for yourself and. That's why it was so excellent because everyone was streaming different songs. The whole audience, everyone that appreciates. I think him. that's why um, his Spotify numbers, if I can, if I can remember correctly, mm-hmm. he was doing so well. Where there wasn't just one or two standout songs that was mm-hmm. like killing it in streaming um, wise numbers. Yeah, um, a lot of songs. It's not so. Like yeah, I was I was one of the people that was streaming it a lot, and I wanted him to get number one but also appreciated the music and it's like I'm kind of part of that I feel part of and you feel like they're creating that kind of hub now because yeah. I, like, I don't want to give too much away because I've been I've been delving into the book mm-hmm. I didn't just get the sample mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I cheered at 7 99 um, and I say the first from like the first 30 40 pages you've got mm-hmm. the way you've kind of structured it is it's piece by piece. So you've got a bit from Austin, the guy mm-hmm. Spotify used to be at One Extra, then Twin, mm-hmm. then Toby, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. from Flips to his DJ, Tiny, and just talking about their little points, their seminal moments. So, mm-hmm. so you're speaking about like the murky team and him trying to build his family. Mm-hmm. What I think is so dope about Storms is that from right, manager right now, Toby was working at Land Rover mm-hmm. and it's quit the job. Yep. And this was in and around the time where Storms was super hot. So this is just after like, if I'm right, not too long after like the fire in the booth sci-fi. He yep. was the the popping new kid on mm. the block. Um, fucking BBK have embraced him wholeheartedly. Like he's yeah. he's in the in crowd now, isn't it? Mm. And obviously they, everyone's trying to throw a big management at you. Even Twin was honest like, yeah. yo, you might want to do it. Austin was like, you might want to do it, but you know, just make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And he kept on speaking about, I've got this smart friend, I've got this smart friend, I've got this smart mm-hmm. friend. And he was just in the car with his sister. And my man just informed us, said, Raj, what do you think about the management thing? You know mm-hmm. the man, what do you think mm-hmm. about the management mm-hmm. thing? What are you saying? And Donnie was like, yeah, um, fuck it, he quit the job. Bear in mind, he just got a graduate job at Land Rover. Yeah, yeah. Man's doing three-piece suit, double-breasted, pocket <laughs> square. I the full works. I interviewed Toby first, yeah. Yeah. And when he told me that, I was thinking like, I was sitting there like, Right, this is gonna be a movie. Yeah, because this is like, it's probably like what, twenty, thirty minutes into the interview, we just started. I just started the interview with like, oh, how are you? Because I was a bit stiff. Mm. I haven't been doing interviews before, in my first ever interview, and then it just flowed. He's just a man from ends, couple years older than from older than me, but Stormzy said that he might come across as smart. He feels like. He's always been one of like the smartest in his friendship groups. Yeah. But Toby is that guy that's even smarter than him that he has to go for. 
go to to you ask. You never want to be the smartest person in the room. Never. Like it's yeah, it's Pressure one of them ones. And in some of my friendship groups, I'm the smartest one. But in some of my other friendship groups, I'm very dumb. Mm. And I admire that. Like you can teach people in that way. But when he said that about being like the about how he became the manager and Stormzy said his part, like the way it all lined up was nuts because you would think that you would think that they have like Bluetooth headphones and they're talking <laughs> to each other. How but, you say this in it like Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. no honestly, they they don't they're they'll be working on other shit and they're so far apart. But because they've been working together and they're so like this is the team, innit? Yeah. Is that perfect blend. They describe it as murky DNA. Right. And I think I think that's wavy. <laughs> murky DNA. Which and makes sense. Yeah, it's inspiring well. though because like think about having a graduate job or how hard it must have been to secure mm-hmm. that graduate job. And then this opportunity comes And you tell Auntie I'm I, I yeah. quit. Yeah. <laughs> you tell her, you tell your you mum like I, What do you mean I you, you yeah. quit? She'll be like Because obviously Nigerian like when you're from well. Yeah, because when you're from you know, that part of the world, mm-hmm. they're thinking like, right, yeah, my son, office, suit. It's not mm-hmm. the Land Rover, that's what they Land heard. Rover. Well, they don't understand it, like, more time. And you can't necessarily blame them because what they've done has literally changed the game, like, time and time again. And not even to big them up in that way, but they have, they literally have. Yeah. Like, well, even with, like, his birthday um, bash and even with the wireless stage right yeah they've never had a walkout stage mm. until Stormzy's performance he put everything into that performance like the pyrotechnics as well it costs like think like 10 bags I'll be real honest he done, a, he done a lot more than is really needed for wireless to be really frank but yeah you know what I mean trailblazing though do you know what mm. you have to do that if you want to set a standard yeah if you want to set a standard and improve and you'll get into it in the book like in terms of his performance and what he aims to achieve because for me like when I do things I don't want it to be mediocre as well of course not like I want it to be of a sixth standard but I know within myself that sometimes when I come unprepared to shit like even even for like my meeting earlier today like I was doing my research on the way there and I was just thinking shit like you are unprepared for this never let this happen again Mm. because there might be one minor like detail that could Change the course of everything. And so, like, with him, he was telling me how, like, when it comes to smoking and drinking around, like, performance times, he will go to, like, events like wireless, see people engaging in all of that. And then, yeah, it looks fun, it's cool, it's the man, them, they're doing their thing. But he knows if he partakes in that, it's going to affect his performance. Right. And that will affect those fans who are coming to watch him, they might not, they might decide like based on that performance that they're not going to come back. They're not going to invest. So he has to go out his best and always set a higher standard. He can't go and do one show that's light. And then the next show is mad. And then the next show is light. And then the next show is mad. It has to be mad, mad, mad. Especially because he's reached that height of having a number Mm -hmm. one album. He's the popping guy. He's got Glastonbury next year as well. Yeah, and he's mad, 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 mad. There's, there's, <laughs> that, there's that talk now of is should he be at Glastonbury? Should he be headlining? They said the same thing about Jay Z, but like if Today someone said it's gonna be the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny about all of that you. though? Like I did see mm-hmm. people that traditionally mm-hmm. from like our community online and stuff 
who would mm-hmm. just, you know, naturally, who usually, sorry, just support everything. You know? And, and mm-hmm. people were just like, I'm happy, but mm-hmm. is it early? What is he going to perform? And I'm like, okay, cool. He's only had one album. Yeah, I had a back and forth. But if well. I'm right, Oasis, yeah. one album. Yeah. There was a few other um, bands that it was one mm-hmm. album. Now, some of these bands had like multi-million... They like they done millions and millions of um, albums. So there's different time period when it was just physical CDs and yeah. it wasn't online. And obviously our genre of music is a little bit smaller in comparison to what how big like an Oasis were at the time. But if you got number one, you're culturally the biggest guy. I don't think you should wait to for second album mm-hmm. and then go and do it. It doesn't have to, um, but at the same time, another album might come out by yeah, then. Yeah, another album can come out by then. It w- and it should do. And known Stormzy is going to bring out a gang of the mandem. Yeah. That are gonna come and do their thing as well because obviously he's just that type bro, of it's, brother. It's like a ninety minute set, you know. Gassing we headlining on that bro, premise man, stage. That like, is going to be a madness. Listen, man. I, I don't. I I'm gassed even thinking about. What are you it, saying? Bro. Obviously, now you're part of the team. We saying hell of a tickets. <laughs> get all this shit out of here. Let's yeah. get to the nitty gritty. You're gonna no. be in the what te- are the perks? No, the, <laughs> you know what? Perks, you know what not gonna be in the mud. He's gonna be backstage no, glamping. Yeah, you know what it is. Hell of like, Louboutins back there. I'm the type of person. I don't. I don't really ask for much, innit? I like. I like just like getting by and and being cool, but with that, you got to be a part of that. I can't lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask and be like send yo. around a few messages and be like, yo, listen, because yeah, yeah, I'll book for you by the end of the week. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like. It's so nuts, but with everything that's happened, like I still haven't really come around to think that way. Like mm. I'm trying to keep mad grounded. I don't want to be gassed, like. People think I'm mad rich, but what they don't understand is working like this is invoices. Oh, is that the word on the end? People... Oh, yeah, dude's blown not. now. I hope not. Because <laughs> I, I still live in the same year. <laughs> I hope not. But, but, but it's like, yeah, so I, I want to keep very grounded. Yeah. But if I'm mad honest, like all I can think about is what am I writing next, bro? Because like mm. I said, the free ball is there, yeah. but I just need to do a mad volley now. Like it's mm. sick that... Like, jo- Jonathan Ross was sick. That's like a mad overhead yeah, kick. Yeah, 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 that's nuts. Okay, the Barbican thing was like a chip. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's pretty. That. It looks mm. nice. Just it's for context, obviously, sick. we know, but for the far listeners, yeah. mm. so obviously, Jonathan Ross show, he was on there, Stormzy. Yeah. Um, You said Barbican, like, proper casual. What happened at the Barbican? What oh, sorry, there? man. Murky Books live event. So, but the, at the Barbican Centre and um, Penguin, the Penguin live team and murky books put on this event where uh, Carla hosted the night and we had features from Apple and Snakes these are poets mm. like Caleb Femi and um, Bridget Minamore oh, I forgot the other lady's name um, but yeah Carla hosted the panel which had Benjamin Zephaniah Mallory Blackman um, Chelsea Kwache, uh Aurea Oganubi Oh yeah, and who else? Oh yeah, well, myself obviously. And who else? Uh, uh, and then um, there was another performance. I think I forgot the name of, but yeah, um, Akala was in conversation with Stormzy at the end, and um, it was basically an event where there was loads of like agents and writing personnel there. But importantly for me, what I did is. With my um, commissions, like people that I can bring to the event, I got, obviously my family came for me and um, I also got 
um, Juvenis to send some of their youth. They were the group that I was telling you about earlier. Right. They work with um, mainly 16 to 19 year olds in like environments where they're vulnerable to like criminal behavior, uh, abuse, violence, and stuff like that. And it was important for me to have those kind of kids there. And there was also a milk and a honey. They're a group that work with young women at a disadvantage from similar environments as well. Right. But it was important to have them there to be inspired by all of the words and thoughts. So you had like, you kind of use your influence to, rather than just fill it with them. Obviously you demand them coming up, but mm-hmm. use your connections to get the young people that may have not had opportunity yeah. um, you've had now mm-hmm. you're thinking about when you were young their age what was out there for me let me come exactly. and show them this is real you can come and see this event and look forget me for a second because obviously mm-hmm. yes you're doing great but we always go for the notable face Stormzy's there Yeah, we all know Stormzy and this is you can come and see Stormzy come and see that this it's you can not, one day have your own book it's so nuts yeah like it's, it's none of this is actually for us like so I see things quite humanely I would like to say yeah like all the praise I'm getting and all this stuff I feel great and I'm I'm proud and I'm happy about it like but it's just dopamine in a mm. sense the real work the real effect is what comes after who is serving the doors is opening the minds is changing and for those youths like there was a picture of oh yeah there was also Juvenis, no, the Reach Out Project. Okay. The Reach Out Project, that's run by Lillian. Oh, yeah, cool. We've got a yeah, shout yeah. out of Lillian. Yeah. So, yeah, I really wanted those kids there. And Lillian po- posted a picture of the youths that came and they were holding a book and they looked so proud. And I've never mm. seen, like, youngers around that age holding up a book as something like his. Seeing it as some sort thing. of badge of honour, like, yeah, trophy. I've, I've seen CDs, like, back in the day, remember? Mm. But a book and it's got my name on it and I've made that and they've come to see me talk like like my heart went fam it's mm. like it's overwhelming a bit and this I also see it as like I was saying uh, I was saying this a bit earlier but it's like the juxtaposition like how you've got an artist coming from this kind of pocket where it's associated with violence and badness even though his message is totally opposite that's the field that they've associated it with, mm. innit? And then over here, you've got, like, literature, you've got inspiration, good intentions. It's, like, a total contradiction. Yeah. And so for us to serve it so well that it can make kids like that see and appreciate what it's worth, like, that's what's been the most rewarding thing about all of this to me. Like, honestly, I've just been... Yeah, I've just been happy and content with that. Like, yeah, that's that's inspiring, man. Um, just like the whole process, and you know, just like with him approaching you two years ago. Yeah. Like at the time, I wouldn't have thought that he had this vision. To, so, but if you read the book this. when you buy it, Vans, yeah. It's just come out. Allow me, bro. What's going on? And he probably got it anyway. He's just not got around to reading it. Um, He, everything he's done and doing now, everyone says it, but it generally comes as you said, it's very intentional. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Flips talks about in the book that they sat down at a Shisha bar in 
Norbury, yeah, him flips and a few like one or two other friends. He said he mapped out exactly what, what he wanted, wanted to, do. to do. That's so great. Him approach him in in 2016 saying <laughs> we're going to speak in the future. That was me. I'm like, yeah, but it's not in concrete. I'm still going to do my thing. Mm, but it actually yeah. came out because you knew I'm going to get to this point. I'm going to be this big and I'm going to document this. So I like, think about like some of it's our nuts, biggest artists, so like. 50 Cent Grant is one of my biggest rappers. Mm. Has get Richard Dyer training. You have to film it. You have all the stuff you meant to have, you like have the, the book. cycle. You have the book as well. At your highest point, mm. it's yeah. also very, it's just being switched on. You don't waste this window of opportunity. Yeah. Because you're at the course. highest point. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult not to put any, like, stay in what he's going to do is, we see it with all eyes. The highest point of Stormzy's career is going to be only a few people in time have ever managed to keep it. It's either you stay that level or you come down. You, you don't go it. further yeah. than that. Mm. You stay that level. Mm-hmm. Or you come now because then you've got second album syndrome you're mm-hmm. going to have now the pushback doing Glastonbury then mm-hmm. you know is he is he going too mainstream I could already see mm. the kind of stuff people will say yeah. but let's go do something a bit left field now I mean we do the literature thing you know because yep. Murky the label is going to we're going to get artists as well Yeah. but Murky is an imprint in regards to books we've got other options I see it as like a family and also like the it's like a it will probably be like an enterprise yeah. In like ten years' time, you'll probably see like a murky business that controls bare shit. But look how multifaceted it is now. Yeah. So you can definitely see that's the path that they're going. Like not even in ten, ten years is probably me being too too far distant. These yeah. lot are so on job that I'm so they're, sure they know what they're doing this time next year. They, yeah, they know after. they know what they're no, doing. But it's, they're it's, no, but it's from. dope to have the vision of ten years. Mm-hmm. I remember back in um, when when it was like the the Diddy and Mace era, mm-hmm. and he was like, ten years from now we'll still be on top." Like that's just speaking into existence, mm-hmm. just having that vision there. Mm-hmm. So when you've got someone like Stormzy and a team that he's working with right now, mm-hmm. you can you you can't underestimate those kind of projections that they yeah. have. And that's, that's exactly what I was saying about the, uh, about how you say these things. Mm. Like speaking it into existence is one thing, but if, you, if you're not saying it with your chest and you're not, you don't believe in it yourself, you could just be saying it because Bear Man could say, oh, I'm the best rapper. I'm going to be the top forever. But Bear Man would say it, but not have a plan towards it. They would just think, I am this. The plan is essential. It's essential. Mm. It's essential, man. the key things that I've learned from, like, the key thing that I've learned from this is, and I learned directly from Storms, is foresight. Like, because I was saying vision a lot, like, oh, vision, vision in the interview. And he was like, nah, like, I don't really like that word. Like, I like the word foresight. Mm. Because it's like, if you see the things, like you're saying, you see the steps that you need to take, like the site is very achievable. It's just about doing those things. Will you now go and do those things? And that's why I feel like I can do, I could literally do anything in my position Mm. creatively because if I just see the steps and identify them, I'm so sure. And not only because I've done this, I'm, Sure, like, creatively, I would have been able to, if I had that mentality, I would have been able to do these things. Mm. And it's now it's about extending that mentality onto other people and allowing them to understand that 
if they persevere and build and stick to these kind of morals, be quite wholesome, not in like a cheesy sense or whatever, but be collected and know what you're doing and know what you're on. Like, I'm sure there will be results there. Oh, 100%. So what's, what's next? And so I know, like I said, they plan to release three books a year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What's next for you? What's next for me is I'm writing my book proposals at the moment and I want to do some stuff in TV as well. Oh. I've managed to network with a lot of wavy people that have just given me so much insight. Like, I'll be having, like, it's been nuts. The last several months here, I've just been having, like, life-changing conversations and a lot of them I'm not really forgetting I'm not just saying that but see when you're actively meeting new people every day and you're in these new situations it's easy to think back and associate that day with certain things and elements Mm. so now I've been thinking back to conversations that I've had or an idea this or that person prompted in me and now I just know like I can go out and do these things so book proposals I'm working on that I've been reading about how to write book proposals I've been forming my ideas I've always been carrying my notepads like right now for example I have no data on my phone <laughs> I have no data on my phone you have to tell phone. them that I can't you but bro Wait, it's like, real it's real talk it's real life like, you see your name published somewhere people are gonna have like these misconceptions of like fam, how you're really I, doing I have no I have no data on my phone because I'm not paying the fucking bill until like one of my invoices clears. I don't want to. Mm. You know the ones. And oh, then, that, that's rich nigga problem. So you got yeah, the invoice really well, yeah. they're, they're, waiting. they're waiting on it. We're waiting. Uh, okay. Yeah, what, you what's, know the what's the situation? As my dad would like say, for... when they put it in my hand, I'll yeah. put it in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna exactly. say, what's what's the situation for like writers and authors like mm. in these situations? Is there like cause I think you told me earlier that you're still doing stuff independently mm-hmm. um without an agent, sorry. Um, is there like a bidding war for you like now people want your mm. signature on their books it's, it's nuts because yeah like um, beforehand yeah when when this first came out that I was doing this book that's when loads of agents were like oh hi mm. know, hi 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 <laughs> the proposal's hi. there but I was like to me in, in Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like I aired, I aired a lot because so much has gone on. Are you moving light skin towards them, yeah? A little bit. Like, I wanted to know how it felt, <laughs> innit? <laughs> I wanted to know how it felt for, like, a few like days. <laughs> I've just been opening my DMs like, hmm, nah, <laughs> not today. No, nah, but honestly, it's been, like, it's nuts because I know now I don't want to disrespect them. It's one of them things. Right. If I'm going to reply to someone... I want to be patenting my shit first because mm. it will be very nuts waking up like after I've I've been out because I haven't really had time to even go out and drink or whatever. And mm. I, but say if I've gone out and I've been waved and I'm, I'm waking up to like an email from an agent, if I wanted to bite someone's hand off and get some peas in now, like I could very much try and do that. But I know I'll, I'll reply, I'll be like, yo, I haven't done no research. I haven't seen who they've worked with. It's a thing of, when you're looking at agents now, how I see it is you need to research who they worked with, the type of genres that they're interested in, what they could actually do for you, if it's the right marriage of ideas, if they understand you, because 
I could easily articulate what I wanted to do to, I'd say to many like well-studied, well, not even well-studied, it's a bit rude. Like I should say many like empathetic black people. Like if I explained to them my, my ideas yeah. and they were like in a position where they could be my agent, they could be my agent. Mm. But it's about marrying the idea, the ideas with... Am I, am I hearing you right? You want, so Storm just got Toby, you want, ideally to have mm. your 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 right fit. I want yeah, I want it to be organic. Mm. Like it needs to be organic and not forced. So once I've come out with my ideas, I want someone to be able to click with what I have. And if they can't click with what they with what I have and if I feel like they're just trying to do it for the sake of doing it, then I wouldn't really be interested. Like it's weird. I'm talking like I'm some king fam. No, you got to think like that. Like, <laughs> Look at my leg as well, bro. Listen, man. <laughs> this is like, cross-legged. Yeah. It's so Money nuts. Money changing you, no, man. Love it, love it. You just have to believe it. Like, obviously, you're someone that has that self-belief. So you know yeah. what you want to do is exactly how you were explaining the story I'll about how everything some of the, was planned. Some DMs, though, don't. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I have, like, to some of them, but it's, like, some of them are literally lost in between, like, bare messages. Mm. But I'm... I've been making a job of like replying to all of my messages. Like even even with like yeah, this, yeah. my sister was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, make sure you get into contact with them. And I was like, yeah, I noted it down in my diary. And I was like, boom, okay. Yeah, it happened Next. pretty quickly, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, was, I, I, I wanted to. an hour it, on Sunday it was, to it. Yeah. Sit there and get. He the, hit me and, up. He hit me up very quickly, and I was like, yeah, this this is obviously a cool brother. Obviously, I know his <laughs> sister and stuff, but yeah. it, it, you know, it happened. Um, it happened seamlessly. I, I would like to say that's good. Then that, that time, but really time is everything, though. Like, and obviously, everything. because you know, you're this, this is a big uh, monumental thing for you. Mm-hmm. We were asking, what's next for you? Like, do you yeah. are you giving yourself a certain time frame? Yeah. Well, my time frame is like with with this. The promo should end in a few week's time like in terms of responding to people like that um i have written a few articles and stuff like that so building the idea of being like a freelance freelance writer as well i could get into that but i really really want to get my book proposals done like i'm working on a few things i could tell you man but it's it's so long-winded when you when you're explaining the idea especially when it's not out in book proposal form because once a book proposal is done and I've got like a synopsis or I've got like a, I think it's called a, no, it's not a tagline, is it? Um, It's whatever. It will be like a short, a short explanation. Okay. Something like we were saying earlier about 140 characters. Mm. It Something could be short like, and punchy. So like, yeah. if I, if you was to meet the average Joe, could you sell them what you're trying to do essentially? Yeah. That's my, that's my difficulty right now. Cause I've got bare ideas, bare book ideas, but now it's just about getting it to, be articulated properly and coherently. So when I tell you about the idea, you'll be like, oh, I want to read that. Mm. Like, say if I said to you, like, oh, I'm doing a collection of essays based on a young black British male that has grown into this society and has witnessed the elements that has made him aware of his identity. Like, it's a bit long-winded and it's a bit too wordy. Mm. But if it's like, smack, 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 and you'll be probably be like, oh, okay, these are the things that I identify with. 
I would probably be interested in that story because yeah. it's not only just like academic space shit. There's also like fantasy. There's documentaries. There's TV shows. There's cartoons. There's graphic novels. Like the that's the content that I have resting. Like it's like a treasure chest that now I'm just, just opening. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's kind of funny. Like it's so mad, when people right? ask that, like. I feel like they're a bit worried for man. <laughs> no, do you know what it is? It's, I know we live in a very fast-paced society. So you even said yourself, yeah, mm-hmm. the promo for this is going to end soon, mm-hmm. which is, it's an obvious thing, but it's almost a sad thing. It's like, this is major for mm-hmm. us as well. Like, yeah. people have written books. We've had someone sat in here before. Yeah. Um, Kay Daniel, she had a book yeah, called Phases. Yeah. And she was talking about, like, the process of getting it published, which is one, which is, before we move on, one of the things mm-hmm. I wanted to discuss with you. Yeah. Like, now that you've done this, Naturally, you read it a couple of times. You had a book for mm-hmm. a while. You start thinking, okay, cool. Yeah. What's next from you? Same way, like if Storm just comes out of a banger, mm-hmm. we're asking what's the next yeah. song. It's just the era we yeah. live in. Yeah. But if you translate it to musical terms, yeah, for uh, from Jude's perspective, like before he drops the next book, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love how we're talking just about do, this. Just you know, a couple features and that banging features. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a couple my last features and that before you drop the album. You know? Huh? Financial Times was my last feature still. See, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice little feature. And then... That's basically, you know, can I... Couple EPs. Feature, little mix. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> nice a little mix feature. Featured in Observer and that. That is okay. weird. Hey, this is Cheryl right. Cole. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> bro, couple EPs wouldn't... and then you drop the album. <laughs> Literally. Like, what... Oh, bruv, I'm... I'm sick as I'm sick sometimes of writing. Like, with my film reviews, for example, I've been loving them because... I would watch a film. Mm. I'd had my OD and Limitless running, but when I was doing this, I was just focused on this, so dropped out of the film reviews and bare people. What you get deals like with like um, cinemas and that? When I first started writing, I I was sending emails like, "Hey," but now. I could try and finesse a team. But like I said, like I said, I don't really want to, I hate asking. Hell of free popcorn over there. Hey, come on, man. Listen, man, you use your position, B. I I don't know. You're a better man than me or a worse man. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Because me, I'll be abusing the superpowers. Foles will be in in Mm. Odeon and Whiteley's. (laughs) Big man. (laughs) With the food and that. I'll just rent out the whole every man. Every man, you know. You'll bring every man to every man. No, me and my babes. I mean, hey, 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 fuck hey. you. <laughs> <laughs> you I want them guys the money done. You're going to start pulling every man every you, bro. We're yeah, just bringing straight. through all the man them. Like, like, the folks start looking down on everyone, you there's know. An, there's an every Peasants. man that... <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. There's every man that opened up in Crystal Palace. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go in there. Yeah. I'm going to go there. I'll be like, hey, listen, see this book thing. Hey, man's from these bits. I'm representing the area. Yeah. I need that black card. That's the pitch. There you go. That's the pitch. Mm. I'm going to go there and be like... You need like... faces in here. You know, I can bring through the crowd. And so then... Just let you know. <laughs> Use your superpowers, man. Yeah, just whisper Stormzy and... Then, yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? If they're like raw, yeah, obviously. Yeah, or that we can't do it. I'll be like, what? What? <laughs> so, so sliders on the table. Get, no, no, I'm get one of the murky representatives to send that strong email. Don't look great, hey, can no, you sorry. imagine the next newspaper features me going pen? No, no, no. We ain't speaking that stuff into existence. Oof, but no, I do no. want to cover some other stuff, like topical stuff that happened this week. Yes. And um, one of the big things has been a hashtag Brexit chaos. 
Mm. So, uh, if anyone's living under a rock, of course, we had the referendum mm-hmm. not too long ago, and we, uh, as a nation, voted to leave. Yeah. You know? But the ramifications of what it actually means now aren't looking that pretty. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Theresa May's kind of come out with her draft agreement. So I'll kind of take a step back. So like for people that aren't aware, essentially what Brexit means is it's a term for the potential or hypothetical departure of the UK from the European Union. So yeah. we're no longer part of that union in regards to certain laws, uh, freedom of movement, mm-hmm. money is the big budget. thing, you know, budget, yeah. etc. And I look and I think, fuck, what are we going to do? But a draft agreement, it's not something set in stone. Mm-hmm. What it is basically is let me show you my hand. So we're about to get divorced. Mm-hmm. What can man take the dog? Can I take a little Tupperware? What, I'm, what mm-hmm. am I going to leave yeah. with? <laughs> That's you know? an amazing explanation. Like how yeah. what, how are we going to figure this thing out? Yeah. Do I come and see the kids on the weekend? What's going on? Do you get so custody? <laughs> yeah, it's you. You definitely have to like identify or try to dissect it in that way mm. for everyone to kind of understand because I feel like uh, with this whole Brexit conversation initially. There was a lot of like uncertainty around it. Well, still, it's still uncertain. It's still, bro. It's still uncertain. See, if, if anything, Even the people worse. that are representing, like, you know, the nation, yeah. are still coming out sounding unsure. Where does that leave us? <laughs> That's the funniest thing about it as well. But do, do you know why though? Because there's a, it's a lot of agendas. So there's loads of places we can go with it. So like, and it's, did you guys vote at the time for referendum? Yeah. Yes. Where did you, what? Where did you vote? <laughs> no, nah, come on, we can talk. <laughs> Remain, remain. You remember yeah, remain. remain? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Man, you sure? Yeah, yeah, no. I was thinking Big about man. it for a second. Same. I was thinking like... Yo, brother. Oh, you know no. the, the, nah. It's and been so long. Man's doing, man's nah, doing nah. Joe, stutter, stutter. And the thing is, yeah, now that I think about it, why would I vote to leave if I didn't know where we were going? Yeah. That don't make no sense to me, It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. Like, Even though, what like, I knew is what you say last week about Bear Man getting into relationships under duress. Bear Man don't know what where they're yeah, going. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. But in in terms of like with politicians promising stuff, yeah, I can only stay in like what I know in it. Yeah, I can't. They can come out and say like, oh yeah, we're Our gonna get this, bro. that, this blah blah. Cruise, bro. Yeah, I can't do that. False promises in that. Yeah. Bare false promises. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, now I've I've I voted for um, for us to remain as well. Now. I know at the time I kind of voted more with my heart mm-hmm. and just kind of tradition how like my family would vote and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first time I voted, I didn't vote for for what I wanted to. My mom just said, make sure you vote Labour. Mm-hmm. And I was just there like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And this time around, I did kind of pay a bit more attention, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of the, I was very wary of the way they were using xenophobia and the irrational fear of immigration. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that isn't the only part, because that's, that's the one element of the whole Brexit argument I don't like. Like, there are people that voted to leave that look like all of us gentlemen in this room right now, mm-hmm. come from the same similar backgrounds, might be in the same financial um, situation we're in, but mm-hmm. they have different ideological beliefs. Like, they don't like the idea of this centralised government in Europe, just yeah. dictate what we do mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. And is it really Europe as a whole, or is it three or four really powerful countries mm-hmm. who have a lot more influence within that union. So like your France's, your Germany's, and now the French don't necessarily have a great relationship with the UK. Do you remember the time of foot and mouth? Mm-hmm. When our farmers got pammed at the time? Like, as soon as that happened. It's because they were dirty, they were being dusty. Yeah, it? they were, but it mm-hmm. was like, hey, cool. You know, like when someone's been waiting to get you. Yeah. So they fucked up. Our farmers already had, had the foot and mouth crisis. So the, the French farmers at the time, they it's got, they were, they were able to, for their it's economy to boom after, innit? 
you know yeah. so and that's just a small example so for some people it's not just a xenophobia argument but I voted at the time a lot of because of that and the false promises with the NHS and looking at like yeah. who was very prominent like your people like Nigel Farage's Farage. and what they were kind of using to get their their vote pushed mm-hmm. yeah. and then leaving after it just kind of proved me right like David Cameron fucked off then yeah. you've got Theresa May here so like leading, leaning, um, leaning a bit more to what you were saying about not trusting people I'm looking now I'm like they don't even rate her in her own party the nation as a whole doesn't really rate her mm. you know we, she's becoming a bit of a joke they're saying it's like 42 MPs at the moment have signed this vote of no confidence if it gets to 48 there might be a leadership contest yeah we don't even trust you to go and do this Brexit thing if mm. anything second referendum what are you man saying what second referendum yeah can we go again would um, it be more clear cut though I think it's a waste of time things are like things are not changing the country is going through a lot of shit but like the media the media kind of dictates the narrative right and yeah obviously we do feel it socially like like you said with the hate crime I, I saw that a lot like in social media mm kind of intensified a lot of, of course, it yeah. on both ends because yeah. it's such a hyperbole thing where literally it depends on your searches like um depends what you're paying attention to yeah what you're paying attention to who your friends are yeah. like you'll go on facebook you'll see people who have totally different ideologies to you but these are like some people that the main, pro Tommy Robinsons and that. Yeah, like they, <laughs> like friends from school and stuff. That people that you're totally disconnected to now, mm. but their whole network are people who have this whole narrative on immigration. Yeah, and why it's undoing the country. So mm. it's such a jumbled up mess of so many narratives just clashing, and there's not one coherent message. And one thing that I found like when they're talking about Brexit it's just such a difficult conversation to have because these politicians, like we were saying earlier about being articulate and communication, they know how to communicate bullshit perfectly. They're not actually saying anything. Brexit means Brexit. What the fuck are you talking about? They're not saying anything, fam. That's so vague, bro. What do you mean Brexit means Brexit? It means... It's it's so mad because I was thinking the other day, like, um, someone like Theresa May, yeah? who we didn't select her to be the leader of this country, right? Yeah. For someone that's literally been thrown into the deep end or, well, she kind of put herself forward, can we kind of give it to her to for, for her remaining resilient during what, you like, all this? you saying she cut a bit of slack? No, I'm not even saying that. But I know that other politicians probably would have crumbled at this point. But she's up here with her hunchback and kitten heels and <laughs> she's not budging. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying the other day, she's moving, what was the, um, we was calling her Arson May. She's not, she's not <laughs> she's, on leaving. She's not she's on leaving. Gonna take, it's going to take a lot to get her out of there. I, I see where you're coming from in that vibe, but it's like, you've gone and taken a position so you know it comes with and that's the danger 100%. I don't like. So, Brexit's been used as a football, they're kicking around the pitch. Everyone's jostling for position. So, they use Brexit to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Then other people are going, okay, well, I won't take a position office now. I'm going to wait and see what happens. And then the public, we don't trust her. But I'm looking and thinking, I asked you earlier about what second referendum. On a certain level, I'm like, nah, fuck a second referendum. We had a democratic process. Mm-hmm. We chose to bounce. So fuck it. We have to go, go through the hard Brexit, fucking cold winter mm. on a Stalin vibe, communism, yeah. war rations. 
we're gonna have to firm it because that's what we that's what we chose you know because yeah. there's no point now going oh yeah i regret my decision uh if i had more information i may have voted another way mm-hmm. did we not go through the process because essentially what we're doing now is we just keep having a referendum until we get the answer we want and that the thing is, is that democratic though yeah and it's not even like they're saying oh yeah we're having a second referendum tomorrow yeah. they're giving you the opportunity to kind of look up so you can make that informed decision but obviously when the media kind of spins a narrative mm. people get swindled into making decisions that then what would you say, the current, what you say is, is like the the like the real the real big political political narrative right now um what vibes are you getting that we're not getting the best still and people are confused and people mm. the narrative is we don't understand what's going on yeah so like I That's see a crazy. lot of articles, yeah, saying so what exactly is Brexit? People and are getting get paid a, to do that. That's People what I'm are saying. getting paid People like paid four bills, five bills to write that article, and that's their job for the day to yeah. write about the fact that we don't know what's going on. Mm. What exactly is nuts. Brexit? And then you get the 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 leader of the nation saying Brexit means <laughs> Brexit, and she's getting paid to do that. Like I've got a friend that works. Uh, well, we're seeing like government, yeah, don't, right? Yeah, just don't don't forget, <laughs> don't, forget don't forget your political connects. <laughs> yeah, man yeah, said. Don't, don't said them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a friend who works in government, right? And he was like basically telling me how he works in a ministry. Okay, can't say which one. Can't really talk but too much. He was basically explaining how it's such a difficult thing to be working with these people. And the average person just doesn't even generally know shit. Yeah. And, like, if they're in these positions where they're dictating our lives and they're in positions which these positions are ascribed with, like, higher knowledge, higher understanding of what's going on, you should be able to operate on a level where you just dictate life better. But you're getting, like, these kind of... I don't want to say dumb, I don't want to be rude but literally dumb people in these positions. Mm. Like, I don't think many of the people that made that Tory cabinet were even that smart in the first place. Like, we're losing individuals who are in these positions that really have something to actually do, bruv. Like, it's kind of whatless, bruv. Like, with Labour, I would say, like, Jeremy Corbyn, he's a really good politician. He does have that politician... I disagree with you. I think he's a very good human being. He's a shit politician. No, I I say politician in terms of, like, how he articulates himself. And that's how I would receive him. Because his policies might not be the sickest. And that's what probably what you think of him as a politician. But me, I'm more of a, like, a social... So yours is different. So it's... I think maybe... maybe, This is just my opinion. Maybe you're just Mm -hmm. using the wrong wording. Yeah. If you understand politics and how he continually has allowed his narrative to be switched and how they're using anti-Semitism. He can't get, he can't run away from that narrative. Yeah. He's still like very much at the forefront. He's not playing the game correctly. Correctly. And he's allowing his heart to rule his head at times where he doesn't want to, you know, like real hip hop, Mm -hmm. you're on the underground, you're coming up, you don't want to lose your core fans, but you're on the cusp of, you know, mm-hmm. to tinge your stride. I want to touch me. So you tone money. it down. Yeah, a I'm bit. about to hit my stride, man. Then you start mm-hmm. to lose so your values. It's he's how they how we get people now at the moment is it's not everything. It's single issue politics wins, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How would you deal with a terrorist attack? He's talking about disarmament of certain things. Mm-hmm. Right now, 
We've done so much shit across the world. You we can't even afford yeah. to start pushing back. Because think about it, just very mm-hmm. simply. Let's forget and I won't even use a nation, but let's say we've bombed somewhere or we've been attached to people bombing somewhere for our relationship with the US. They look at us as the same, we're attached yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah. We then go and act like we're gonna move to a point where we're not protecting our borders. We're now at risk because you've done so much dirt, they're not just gonna be like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, put the burn beefs down. over, you know, mm-hmm. lay down your weapons. Yeah. That shit's not happening that way. And mm-hmm. the like public sentiment because aura. of a lot of the stuff yeah. we're fed in the media is think about like how many um when there's like a terrorist attack and the kind of storm it whips up like we're under siege, we're under attack. When you really check it with regards to stats mm-hmm. across a year, across five years, ten years, it's not as much as it seems, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like the likelihood of you actually being in a terrorist attack is very, very small, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very small. But the notion and the feeling is that it's something that's very pertinent and it's on the horizon, it can happen any moment. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a leader who looks a bit fragile in regards to national security, you've got to get that nigga out of there. Yeah. And you're lovely. Come and do local politics. We need mm-hmm. new roads. Wonderful. Jeremy Corbyn, do that. Maybe on a national scale. We say Mayor of London and that. Uh, Mayor of Southwark. Um, <laughs> when, when, you, when, you like, when you put it like that, I, I totally agree with you. So that's why I say like, wonderful human being. Mm. Probably, I'm not mad. Just from what I get. Mm. Politician. Not so much because it's a dirty game. So even what you're saying about like yeah. them not being that smart, like it's part of the agenda. The dossier was like 500 pages long. It's, it's mad long. Essentially, all it is is a draft agreement. So right now, there's a standoff between us and the European Union. Show me your hand. Show me yours. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to show their hand because mm. we've got to say this is how we propose to leave. And they're like, I don't know if we're gonna yeah, let both, you leave, leave all team, of that. Yeah. Then you've got their coalition with the DUP. They're looking at right. Listen, you promised us a certain amount of money. Now, if you're going to give us a shit Brexit where Northern Ireland is kind of short-changed, mm-hmm. remember, we helped you out here helps to you keep you in power. Yep. We're then going to step away from you and then you're fucked. Mm-hmm. So now, if Theresa May can't deliver a good Brexit agreement, Conservative pa- yeah. uh, pa- um, Party can now potentially be out well, of power. They don't, don't want to lose think, though, being in the le- leadership majority. This is... like, And this is probably why I don't get involved in politi- political discussions as much because yeah. I do know that I don't have such a great political insight. Mm. But that's why when I see things in terms of a social side of things, yeah. and I feel like, not a majority, majority, but many people who look at politics, they see things in terms of how that person actually appears and how what their message is and what they articulate. Like Maybe yeah. those type of politicians, like, uh, I'd say the much more extravagant ones, people that you associate politics with, even though I hate him and the idea of him, like Winston Churchill, for example, yeah. that's like some people's go-to. But like with Corbyn and with how Theresa May's like allowed Brexit to play out, yeah. do you think simply because he's a better human being, if he was in place of this, like we would just have much more a much more coherent understanding of Brexit? Um, because that's how I feel. Like in terms even of if, messaging, yeah. Even if, even the fact that he's not like a brilliant politician, as you say, like even yeah, that's if, just my opinion, don't it? Yeah. Even if he had those shortcomings, I just generally think we do need someone who would propose that right message. Because even goes back to like with the content of the book. I know it's a totally different no, thing, go, but go it. it's the idea of messages and inspiration. Yeah. Like, we need. I don't remember the last prime minister that was. Maybe it was Tony Blair, but even him, he wasn't as socialist. He didn't have the as many socialist values as Corbyn. Mm. But when you're articulating these kind of sentiments, 
we need someone like that, bro. This country has been so sick. I hear you, bro, it's, but the, you don't want to. You don't want to then go on like. Hope is dope, innit? You don't. Yeah, want, I'm, don't, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not saying I support no, him. I I'm just saying we need someone like. Do you know that. why? Do, why, do you know why I'm, I'm like this? Because we don't live in America, but I know what it felt like at the time I started government and politics mm-hmm. when Obama came into office and how yep. he came through off the back of hope, selling hope. Hope's yep. cool. But nigga, the reality the wasn't. The reality saying, hook dealer the in that spec nation. What, trap mash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know you're Moves right. But, Man, what, but when we, Bibles, you know. but when we actually see things like that, I feel like that's when we can render everything into the hopelessness, and then that's when I'm just like, oh fuck it, I don't care because I'm gonna sort out my own individual. Bro, situation if you was broke anyway. before Brexit, you're probably gonna be broke after. A lot of people exactly. are certain don't give a shit because like I never had shit. It's anyway. not gonna be my come All up. stuff don't <laughs> like, really matter to like me. Like but the danger is, mm. it's small things. Like even where I work, there's um, we have a car manufacturer in, in our building. One of the campaigns, mm. they're feeling it right now. Yeah. There are a lot of people right now that just businesses, guys that are um, your man with a van on the road who are not trying to upgrade their their vehicles for their company and their business right now because they're unsure what's going on. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it's it affects everything. Your freedom of movement, you're gonna need visas. Mm-hmm. So you're you're gonna you're gonna feel it. Yeah, no. If you, if, not... if you're at a certain level and if you don't pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, I totally I totally understand you. It's definitely a thing of where your position is. Yeah. I think the country needs some sort of like reassurance first. Um just in terms of like messaging to get them to understand what's really going on. They mm-hmm. won't though, because like I say, everyone's got an agenda, remember? Yeah. Brexit is, they're holding to ransom to ensure that they still mm. are in power, innit? Because mm. right now, we don't know, like if they, if they was to hold um, call a general election today, yeah? I may still vote with my heart, I want my family tradition voted for, which is Labour. But do I believe Donny could do the job and be Prime Minister like that? I don't know. Yeah. You know? And she's doing such a madness of a job though. That it's just like it's spinning me. I didn't. I didn't really understand like why. I just honestly don't understand what she's doing at times. But like you said, it's a dirty game. But you know I why? Because like you said, they've, they've got into bed. Which I said earlier, got into bed with DUP in Northern Ireland. Then you've then got to appease your backbenchers because you still want to stay in power. You need them. You've got to make sure you go and present us well as a country. I know, like, we come back of a shit... Because she doesn't want to be the Prime Minister that mm-hmm. come back of a shit deal. But at the end of the day, we chose to leave, innit? Yeah. yeah. So the European Union is going to pam us regardless. You're not going to be able to leave with all the stuff you want. But she doesn't want to then leave and do hard Brexit and be the... Like, she doesn't want to have that on a resume. You yeah, know initially, like, it was all under the spiel of, like, immigration, mm. which is what made people... Um, some people, not all people. Well, well, not all people, but yeah. like you got to think about, um, you know, a, a majority of people that that fought that, which influenced their decision mm-hmm. to leave. But yeah. then they're the ones that have been the most vocal about regretting their decision mm. because, I guess, in a way, they've been swindled because they didn't understand what was going on. It was just yeah. the narrative that they followed, which is. It's still going to play out. We'll see. Like I said, it's just a draft with the, mm. regards to the agreement. That's, and the it's going to have to play out. Yeah. This conversation's <clears throat> made me a bit scared because <laughs> all this shit that's gone on, yeah. In the, Man, Mark, I've you been glamping in Glasgow. I've been flying and then my, my, my just back to reality. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, 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 you all right, bro? You, you all right? The only other stuff I kind of wanted to touch on, yeah. 
like whilst we're on like UK stuff, and I think it's dope. So uh, <clears throat> I see a photo surface on the internet. Mm-hmm. Rap man is stood beside a very esteemed gentleman yeah. by the name of Jay Z, and he uh, dropped some good news on us that uh, he's now being signed to Rock Nation. Is that and a management deal? Management deal. This is also in regards to music, Shit, own label. Okay. Let me even find the photo and I'll read out what he actually I said. I saw the so. photo, but I didn't really read the caption, you know. No, come on, you got to pay attention. You know, so we just, so I we just said congrats. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got, you, got to, you got to wish the man them well, innit? So, yeah, of course. He's, he's done amazing for that. Let me see if I can even find this. Let me just go and double check. Of course. Bro, so, I think someone gave up my number. Right, I'm mad. Yeah. Yeah, this is how it starts. You get one of the mad messages. This is yeah. how it starts. Yo. I Yo. I was trying to hack my thing, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, so biggest moment of my career. I can finally announce I'm the newest member of Rock Nation. This deal is for management, film and TV, as well as my own record label. Did you get the chain? Relax, bro. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to signing my first artist in 2019 on top of releasing my feature film and new TV shows. Thank you so much to the uh, whoever that is for making this deal happen and to the rest of Rock Nation for believing in me. For everyone who's been supporting me, thank you. You're responsible for getting me to this point. I went from a council estate in South East London to sitting in Jay-Z's amazing home, talking for hours about everything from his first album to Shiro's story. Mad. He dropped so many gems on me, I literally feel like I'm ready to take over the world. Jesus Christ. It was truly a life-changing experience and made me know with hard work, consistency and faith, anything in life is possible. The hard work starts now. Hashtag God's planned. Prayer hands. P.S. Jay's house is like nothing I've ever seen. I told him one day I'll have a home like this and he agreed. Hashtag Rock Nation. Jeez. That light agreement. Do you know what I'm saying? Jay Z chuckle like. Well, it's so mad. I went to check his Insta story, yeah? I see Donnie on Insta story in the crib. I said, Big man, you've been there five minutes. Don't show Jay's house on the internet. Yeah, for because real. No one's ever seen Jay-Z. Don't no one's do ever that, seen Jay-Z's yard, you know. Bruv, That's listen, nice. I know you're gas right now. Like, I'm happy with you, bro. I went from flipping Blueberry to Tribeca and got gas. Got <laughs> <laughs> I'm so That's happy funny. for him, yeah. And I'm thinking, nah, this is crazy. He's gone mm. from like I wasn't even I'm not even I was never the biggest rap man fan. I don't, I don't overly think, enjoy I don't, that style. I, I don't think a lot of people were. It's just, no, no, but people clearly are though because no, it, he's no, got the, an audience. No, no, in terms of like his rapping ability, oh, it's the riveting story yeah. of um, Shiro you know, story. the Shiro series yeah. that's catapulted him to 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 this level, mm. which has caught. Because sometimes, like you know, how they say you can be working all your life and it just takes that one moment. Yeah, and it looks like he's an overnight success, but it's taken ten thousand hours to get exactly. to this point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Yeah, and I really appreciate like what he's done it's not it's not something that like I've been super gassed over like what the Shiro stories of I yeah. thought it was it was sick and it's made such a massive conversation and yeah like when I saw that I was I was a bit shocked but like more like respectfully shocked like raw mm. like this is where we are like the scene shit is like popping off every other day mm. something new is happening and I just think it's literally going to, it's going to present like the future generations of just content to make this stuff normal. Like all yeah. of our, all of our like culture and identity will be normal soon. And I feel like that's where it's heading because I mean, historically we've always had like wins, mm-hmm. but the wins of today just 
seem a little bit more real. They're, self, they're self-made wins, and that's mm, fine. Yeah. Like, when it's... I feel like loads of the stuff that we saw earlier is like people have been brought through to do these things. Right. And there wasn't really that much of a... I forgot who said this to me, but I'm... Actually, it was this guy, Mark Surfer. He's okay. the owner of Cellador Group, right? Which this is, is um, a creative hub, like, in based in Croydon. Okay. Um, He was basically telling me how, like, when people were back in the day, because he's, like, 38, if I'm correct. But, yeah, like... Mm. That's fine. Just put the man's age out there. <laughs> <laughs> he, but he was, like, giving me for that for, like, mm. perspective. perspective. Yeah. And he was basically saying how, like, uh, when a lot of men were coming through, it's like they were concentrated on their individual success. Right. Mm. The fact that they've made it through and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here now. Like, but because they've ha- had to try so hard to get to that that place, they haven't thought about the... They haven't reached back. Yeah, they haven't thought about that aspect of reaching back. Without realising that there's strength in numbers. Exactly. So when it comes to a thing of it being strength in numbers... Like, you, you just know. Like, now that I've done this, I want to be able to bring my stuff to a level where maybe I could write with Ratman one day. Like, I would like that. Yeah. That would be dope because yeah. I like, it wasn't, it's a film, television, and the fact he's going to have his own label. Yeah. So, mm. he also has the option now to be in position to, you know, to yeah. help bust some careers. And, and I hope he sees it that way because, like, you get to a certain point in your career where you're going to need help in it, like, because... Mm. Um, and I hope that it doesn't allow his ego to to encourage like um, a complacent. I doubt, space. I doubt that will happen, bro. Like you, you no, go, no, you it, go from the block of London to Jay Z. It happens though, mm. you know. And especially someone that like he even he even had a tweet saying like he had people around that said like last year. Like, I don't know if your style of rapping is gonna cut true because like I said, mm. I've, I've said on my here I've never been the biggest fan, but I appreciate the effort it takes mm-hmm. to go and do like. A, do a, a story tra- storytelling yeah, job he mm. even does the wrap up at the end of the year like mm. his wrap up that, that is going to happen this year it's going to be nuts bro the last 32 just got to be dedicated to him mm. <laughs> got to get a Jay-Z ad-lib in there that's hey, you, you, that's you never yet. know you're, you're, you're reaching <laughs> I reach a reach. little bit Vans but you there's never not, know there's not really man's man doing from selfies in Jay-Z's hallway yeah. how many men from ends can say like wow yeah I'll talk to Jay and Cash not, mm. not many men from ends can say that. Yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? And it's dope to be able to see like people closing the gap again, other opportunities. And and also, it's like, on a certain level, I, I'm gassed with these things, but they need us. 100%. Look mm. at Swiss Beats being over here. Album launch yesterday was in mm, London, yeah. a big deal. Having big collaboration with gigs. Guyana sitting down a half-cast podcast yeah. and doing so much. Like, yeah. We are needed because we're important. Like We wouldn't be in these rooms with these people if we weren't of value. Mm. Um, is it Charlemagne that said this quote? I, d- I don't know where I've, where I've heard this, but it's like um, about being misused. You can't be, um, yes, yeah, so you can't be used if you're useless, but just don't let people misuse you. Right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that you got used. Sense. Well, you was of value. Oh, yeah, she used me. Yeah, you had money, B. Because <laughs> <laughs> fucking used you, innit? Bro. You know? Yeah, man. Listen, it's just, um, it's just time to step it up. And I yeah. know that. He hasn't gone there blindly or like aimlessly without anything else in the chamber. Bro. You've been working so hard for this moment. After Shiro's story part three and the way Cadet was moving, there's got to be <laughs> some new smoke or some new fire on the next one, bro. Listen, man. 
Yeah, for real. That's Even young Dino out here moving <laughs> wicked. Bruv, it, you know, you know how you know, yeah, something has been mad impactful, yeah, is when people start mistaking shit for real life. Yeah. So like, you know how we have um, power, for example. Yeah. And everyone's getting onto Tariq. Yeah, they fuck that nigga. Probably <laughs> 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 hating him and that. Hey, that. That's the funniest that's thing. That's a compliment to your acting skills. Yeah, man, you've done a good job. That. Yeah. Mm. You know, that just means you've done a good job. The only thing that was a downer was, so, casting calls. Ah. So a screenshot come out of, not come out in a way that um it was leaked or anything. It was just presented in terms of what they're looking for for the next part of the series. Mm. Um, it just says the untitled feature film casting opportunity. Now, if I look here, Leah, this is the role they're looking for. Female, playing age 17 years, black, perhaps a non-obvious beauty with a good soul. <laughs> She's confident and knows her mind, must be able to sing. What does that mean? When you, when you, when you hear non-obvious beauty... Do you know what's mad? I feel like, man, them, like... The whole scene now, yeah. If they want something like that written up, they should just hollow me because there's certain ways hey, you word put shit. it out there. <laughs> there's certain way you word shit that yeah. you just won't get flames. Like it's kind of for me, it's like they wanted the the spicy thing, the conventional old school spicy thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Just didn't know how to word it without being offensive. That's actually wild, though. Offensive. That's Do you think wild. it's wild though? Nah. Because none of his beauty could just be like. <clears throat> not conventionally attractive or like someone that's not overly done or like your girl next door someone that's not alright alright let me play like let me role play a little bit oh yeah? fuck off listen let's, let's hear this yo bro what you saying yes fans well go on Latin, man <laughs> um, I went out last night and I moved to this girl still yeah where's she from oh she's from south hmm interesting then you'll be like oh yeah well, she nice yeah she didn't know conventional way. <laughs> oh, bro. If you say anything else, like, yeah, she's fat. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, here we go. The, good, the good guys, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, the, the good guys. No, but then you'll have like a picture in your mind, obviously, that like, you'll say that you thought she was fat. Mm. Yeah. Spelt P-H-A-T, by the way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like thick. thick fat, you know. Thick. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, man. I think, but it's it's not so because, yeah, because there were other other in um, that way people would see that it's wild if you were to put it in that context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Well, (laughs) (laughs) although although you kind of know what they're alluding to Mm -hmm. in 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 that example. Well, maybe is with a non-obvious beauty with a good soul. With a good soul. (laughs) What do you mean? So other souls aren't good enough. Burning sage. <laughs> That's so nuts. Because there was another, um, uh, I think for Cheyenne, it's a female, playing age 17 years, black slash Asian slash mixed race, strong, straight talking young lady, no nonsense, and not one to mess with. But they were so specific with it. The thing mm. is, like, when it comes to acting, and this is why I feel like, with Ratman's going to do anything, mm. he used to surround himself with people that obviously see his vision but they need to be people that are well versed within the fields of acting within the fields of producing with the fields of directing mm. otherwise like I just don't want us to end up with stuff like I respect the fact that it's done but I don't like the intent I don't like the idea of the intent 
I don't yeah. like is your issue that if kind I compare, of... is it the issue like having artists acting getting actual people that do those jobs yes mm-hmm. like that's that's one of them yeah some some artists acting in that yeah. brother you, you don't always need it and some man just can't act if you can't act you can't act doesn't mean that you can't get better mm. but at least do the do some training mm. like if you've got peas if you've got enough peas to enjoy yourself you've got enough peas to invest in your craft yeah and no one's above like oh paying someone a couple bills or something for, for acting, acting lessons, lessons yeah. mm-hmm. but it's not even a couple bills you can get acting lessons for like 15 pounds from some places but people won't want to do it like sounds like those lessons in Brixton you can get them though, the like, thing is that, is that like there's a lot of actors mm-hmm. that can fulfill those kind of yeah I, under- I understand the to. logic behind it because it's getting um, familiar faces on screen to help mm-hmm. you sell the film mm-hmm. Maybe they might need to find a better balance and mix them in with yeah. renowned actors and stuff. But yeah. it's also maybe a budget thing and, you know, like... Yeah, I saw Donny jogging in my ends the other day. I was going to... Who? Um, what's what's his um, government? He was Mooney, He played Mooney in... Um, oh, Femi Oyeno. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see him um, jogging in the ends and that. I was going <laughs> to ask him, but, you know... Can't and remember like cardio in that. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> cardio. But back to the rap man thing and 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 the uh, the casting call. Do you think the reaction that he got online for a lot of people saying, "Oh, look, the black girl in there can't be just good looking and normal like all the other girls." Is it a reach? Did uh, they did they fuck up? Was I, it an honest mistake? Okay. Okay. Casting calls change. Even mm. mid, mid, even during filming, the person that's doing it could literally change. It could be a totally different person. Yeah. Mm. The directors probably not even they m- might be settled on but to my understanding especially through like reviewing films I've seen I've reviewed some films where and I've read some reviews where it's been about like the actors like halfway through acting out like half of the film they said you know what fuck this I'm out they've they've dropped out someone else has come and had to yeah. fulfill the role and it's like things change the casting calls change this is and even casting calls like that you won't hear a casting call for a game of thrones or something really in that way because it's not coming from those people he's coming from like this is where he promoted his stuff so obviously he's gonna go to that and it's the same with me with like promoting this book like my friends are telling me i need to work in other spaces and that's why i'm doing all this article shit around it and in the same fashion like what he could have done is okay. What's so how like, could he have worded that better? Because I think no. the, 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 the only issue people had was the terminology of non obvious beauty. Like, how could he, have, as someone that's a writer, how could he have worded that better for you? Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's down to action because I don't think he could. What he was trying to get, like, it's not there. That's why it's so baffling. Like, what he needed to do is approach agencies where. They have lo- loads of young black talent and be like, okay, I need a young woman, like, of any colour, like, she must be black, but of any colour, and I want her to perform this kind of bubbly, someone with a bright soul, yeah. this kind of character. And then mm. the character makes itself. You're not supposed to create the character and then the so person... So you're saying you just did it on a whim and just put it out on Twitter? Yeah, it might not necessarily be just him. But, like, I don't think that's too... I've seen casting calls before, like when they've come in on Top World, we need this, or I see people say retweet for mm. this act opportunity. I don't think it's 
um, a new phenomenon for you to see a casting call at this level. Of course, the highest level at like your Game of Thrones, you're not going to see that they've got the audition behind a, the a scenes. Young, it might, it might be tweet. rude for me to say, but I feel like that's the... It's kind of the entry-level way of doing stuff in yeah. that sense. Mm, like, okay. there's... If you're on... If you're on that level of working alongside the Jay-Z, the Rock Nations, yeah. there's always oh, they're gonna a clean things way. up a bit. Yeah, they're they, definitely gonna clean eventually, things up a bit. Eventually, so mm. it's there's no worry there. Because the deal just... wasn't announced when um, the casting call came out. No, yeah, the casting call. Yeah, well, the last three posts in the casting call photo was just before the the Jay Z picture. I mean, so he knew he was gonna get the budget. He's like, yeah, I'm yeah. Let's but just I, I, like I said, it's uh, it doesn't even say what the it just says for a feature film casting opportunity. So, I mean, at the end of the day. And the way I look at it is, I would be offended as the actor or actress, yeah, mm-hmm. if the role was partially down to me having a certain lack of mm. <laughs> good facial features <laughs> for being a non-obvious <laughs> beauty or, like, not conventionally good-looking. Yeah, so now, like, you're so just going to go so away. I'm ugly. <laughs> yeah, so you're just going to go away, like, okay, I'm in the film, but, like, what you man are saying is that I'm yeah. ugly. Yeah. That is wild. Do you know what it's just, It's just how we take them. <clears throat> and a lot mm-hmm. of the time is once there's that little bit of uh, a frenzy online, Suddenly, everybody runs with it. I felt so, there were there were certain elements of it which were a reach because, like, you've not heard from the guy. You don't know mm, what the intentions are. Mm. Let things kind of play out. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. early. We don't know the story. Non-obvious beauty is weird because it's not terminology any of us will use. And like, you, you tried to role play with me then. Like, mm. we don't say, "Oh, she wasn't yeah, good she, looking." Yeah, she. You might not go. Oh, she, she's all right. Yeah, still. she's all right. It's 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 coded language. Yeah, Let me see a picture. Oh, she's all right, man. <laughs> and if a man does that, you know. But 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 yeah, you know, funny. if the man them had a ten, they'll mm-hmm. fling about three four images of her. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, they'll as go a writer, media all Twitter. you have to say is, oh, I want a a young, beautiful woman. Yeah. Mm. Model esque. That's it. Even that's dangerous as well. Like, what's model esque in this era? Oh boy. Listen, you, you're going down a rabbit hole because yeah, no, any anything can get torn apart and be like. But, ah. but model S now it even includes plus size models. Yeah. So he didn't say slim. Yeah. You won't be saying slim or, or thick. Mm. You, all you have to say is non-obvious. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Non-obvious looking model. Non-obvious looking. Non-obvious looking brother. Uh, bro. Would you hear? <laughs> <laughs> non obvious looking brother. Yeah, that's Would you, you'll it, never it, say that. I'm at a stage in my life, I'm not turning down any checks. So, yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm a player. If I'm the non obvious looking Donny, I'll be that Donny. <laughs> yeah, cool. hey, what, 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 what's that Donny saying? Yeah, what, is he looking, is he looking yeah, obvious? Let me be non obvious. <laughs> obviously. It, 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 it's that's a wild funny. one, bruv. It's a, it's a wild one, man. I mean, just let the brother do his thing. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I just don't like clipping people's wings for unnecessary shit and God. the danger with this is when there are real issues and things that are like clear cut yeah this like takes away the legitimacy of your argument because like, oh, they're mm-hmm. just complaining again mm. yeah on all sides you know because and the cancel culture thing it doesn't work man like I, everybody, 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 what, what, were people saying that they're gonna cancel I, it? No, I don't, it, it, was, it wasn't that far but it was mm. it was along those lines a little bit yeah. you know like it, you whip people into a frenzy online it's like you put yourself in a position, yeah, yeah, where like all eyes are on you. Mm. Anything that you do is in danger of, of course, um, a group of people having something negative to say. Yeah, surrounding that. So you just got to do you, man. Fuck it. I'm part of the rock now. 
<laughs> Rob was in the building. It was the whole of God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of negativity, I know you're. I know you got an opinion on this year. Um, so sadly, P Diddy's ex, Kim Porter, mm-hmm. mother of his children, models. Well, I don't want to just attach it just because of P Diddy mm. passed away. Way too young. Not even fifty as of yet. Like really, forty-seven. Really, I believe. Yeah, really young. Mm. It's passed away now, and somehow, some way, the conversation leads to his most recent woman, Cassie, because Diddy's posting, you know, soulmate videos and tributes to the woman that was his soulmate and he's lost. And now people are online because obviously they've spoken to Cassie on the phone, innit? They've mm-hmm. spoken on WhatsApp. They know what she feels, projecting how they would deal with this scenario. This is a bit distasteful to Cassie. How could you be posting your your ex like this? How, how does Cassie feel? Moving like a, a, a side thing, garlic bread. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get this. I don't understand what's going on out here. It's so strange. It's so weird to me. Four kids. Four, man. People are weirdos. I think with with that, it's like, the way social media works, people go on there literally not to be serious, but to energise themselves. And that comment is, it's mad insensitive for one. And it was literally made, I know it was made a bit out of jest, but also it's built in of the person because she thought that and she thought it was okay to throw it out there. Mm. So it's it's a weird one, but that's how social media is built, built up right now. And I'm trying to distance myself from Twitter a lot recently because it's like what those kind of conversations are, mm. like when you add to that conversation, you get sucked into that, that narrative as if, you're trying to come across some type of way. Okay, I'm but, Yeah, you know what I mean? But those kind of jokes, they're literally, they know they're being insensitive, but they want to be the person to say it to get those impressions. And I think they're just shit anyway because it's like, dopamine, you just bro. show that, <laughs> common sense is common, but like, you just don't understand how the world works. So, you, you're speaking for someone who's <clears throat> never come out openly and said mm-hmm. their side. Mm-hmm. So you're just assuming, but all you're doing is just showing us how you would move. But it was showing that you don't understand relationships, how things work. So, someone that These was, are with, that that was with before the person that... Exactly. So, he's been with Cassie for the best part of 10 years, if I'm right. Ele- yeah, 11 years, apparently. But he was with the lady Kim Porter prior to that, on mm-hmm. and off. Mm-hmm. They have four children, children. together, mm-hmm. you know? This is someone that he's known for, like, 20 years, bro. Yes, not like, so. Can imagine man not like, grieve? Yeah. Do you really think Cassie's getting raw? Take that post down. Yeah, that's the, bro. Delete people, your account. People even saying that. Oh, out here. If that's if that's um if that was his soulmate, why wasn't he with her? They don't understand the notion of soulmates. They don't understand the notion of relationships as well. Yeah, yeah they like, don't, man. Like, the can, hell? you know what? Yeah, what I find is that a lot of people um, have this lack of real life experience in certain things. A lot of people like they. They're not parents yet, mm-hmm. first and foremost. True. They haven't had to co-parent or yeah. they they are... Talking a, about not giving their... Women talking about not giving their child their dad's surname and all that. This, this you're, you're rocking your own dad's surname. Just shut can, up, you, man. can you imagine, like, they, they, they're oblivious to a lot of these things. They're oblivious to um, that level of love in a mm. relationship, regardless yeah. of whether they're together or not. These are things that they have no clue about and they're coming to project their insensitive remarks mm-hmm. onto um, something that, like I said, they've they've no idea about. They haven't spoken to the people who it's directly affecting. 
And I never say the soulmate thing. Who told you that Kim like, wanted to be with Diddy? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, that, it's that assumption. Like, if that was his soulmate, why is he not with oh, her? Um, How do you know she didn't want to be with him? Emotionally yeah. abusing her. I was like, what? Speaking about how a dead woman <laughs> even thinks and she would probably dismiss her if she was alive. Wouldn't even never get to speak, but this it's is a conversation that, on Twitter. Yeah, no, That's why I hate you, the you place right now. You, you look at, um, obviously, like we don't know the insides yeah, of mm-hmm. the dynamics. And we don't need to. We don't need to. But from what they've shown us, yeah, from Kim's side when she was alive, mm-hmm. um, like all the mother of his children, yeah, well, I think, what was it? Three, three of them. Mm-hmm. It, there was a lot, it was quite harmonious in mm-hmm. how they were doing things. Yeah. Obviously, like like I said, we don't know. We can only um, base this on what they've shown us, mm-hmm. which it wasn't um, towards like what this current narrative is. Yeah. That is very toxic and this, that and the other. Cassie had a relationship with the children. Yeah. So how are you then going to say that like, Raw, or what about Cassie? Like, uh, Cassie must feel people just chat shit, fans. You know, that's how this works already, man. Yeah, <laughs> they just chat shit. It wasn't something annoying. It was, yeah, it was annoying. I was like, it was annoying. It was like, I mean, like, Kim, you know, we a lot of people, you know, attach her to being Diddy's ex, of course, yeah. of course, that's how we know her. Her death was a shock, like, it was mad, yeah. Obviously, like people die in it, unfortunately, mm. but it was just—I don't know, man. It just seems so random. Mm-hmm. I did see a lot of like a lot of that sentiment online, like this one's really touched me, and I didn't. I obviously I don't know the attachment for a lot of people in it, mm. but I can't. Like I said, you don't tell people how, people how to grieve in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. People are attached to people for different reasons in it. So, like you said, it was it was my man. And she's young, and I think part of the reason why for me it was a little bit weird was because that couple of days there was a conversation online. Like I, I still want to dive into it properly and I want to have a proper conversation about it. Yeah. About black, a lot of black women online feeling that when they've gone to their doctors, they're not being listened to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've been seeing so that So then there also. was that, that conversation of, well, if this wealthy woman ha- who probably has access to some of the best medical care out there. She told the doctor, could, apparently, allegedly I don't she told know, the doctor. You don't, you don't know when people want to spin stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what, what I said, allegedly. What her health situation was prior to passing away or, or mm. even how she, she actually passed away. She said she was a feeling herself, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. A lot of women listen to this and please, please engage and use the hashtag, which is hashtag off the cuff pod. Let us know if you've had scenarios where you've gone to your doctor as a black woman, even as a black man or anybody, and you've said you're feeling a certain way and you just feel like not listening to you, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. bro, it's very real. I can tell you that much. It's mm. very real. Um, yeah, we can, you know, dive into that conversation a little bit better on the on a, a We're going to be doing a, a part two this week, so you probably get an extra episode from us yeah, this yeah. week. The only other thing I wanted to say was, you know, I, I like a bit of rap beef, this is back and forths. Um, remember Wiley was, uh, had his mad Insta rant? We get a diss, flip the table. He mm-hmm. barely shook the table. It was poor. I, I didn't I listen, to listen to it. I'm happy no. you haven't. I didn't listen to it. That's I, not... I didn't even give it energy. Yeah, it was, We're it, getting it, to that stage where... It was, it was a dizzy diss. It's not even a thing now. I'll be really frank with you. At the point you're at right now, yeah, Unless you're gonna, we're gonna spar properly. All you're gonna do music together. We don't really care. And it feels honestly. I'm gonna go out and let me say this year. It feels like a desperate cry for attention. You have got Godfather Three coming out. You're trying to get back in the fold. Trying to get back. You're meant to be the Godfather. Mm. Some of these antics are meant to be below you. If you're gonna do it, at least do it at a high level. Donny yeah. dropped a link for us here, which is like a sound space. So you had to like sense space. You had to open it, sign up, 
miss some pop-ups. I just read the comments. I waited for a young G to say, yeah, here's a SoundCloud link. When I listened on SoundCloud, finished it, played it again. I was like, yeah, you didn't flip no tables, bro. Like, Yeah, you see when you were tweeting it, I was gonna like, hit oh, Dizzy I'm going to beat Dizzy with a slipper. I was just like, bro, Dizzy shouldn't even respond to this. I don't want him to. It's a he shit this. He shouldn't. He shouldn't, shit. man. Like At the end of the day, um, like I said, um, when the Insta rants were coming out, mm. bro, let it go, fam. Because mm. no one's listening to you at this point. Mm. It's not doing anything. Yeah, There's no impact in this. Oh, if you're going to expose man, expose man properly. Because there was certain slight little things in there talking about like not letting Jamie release music and like Dizzy come back in the fold and stuff. If you, you There shouldn't be no half-stepping. If you're going to talk, for me, like talk all yeah. the way in it. That's Boy. how I look at it, it. So, Skepta's rebuttal is... Yeah, um, praise the Lord's gone platinum. In a rafe. Mm. Just chilling in a rafe. New, new baby. New baby. Come on, man. Yeah. Like these men, at this point, yeah, you should see the embarrassment in you being the godfather being ignored in this way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't really say too much. No, no, don't say too much, dude. Don't <laughs> give me a rest. Uh, Get out of good madness. Bro, man. We're He's looking like, oh, you man, I'm even mad. Bro, what, what are we saying <laughs> that's wrong? No, no, no. I know. I, 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 yeah, I'm not saying anything. What did Terry Howard say in Listen, man. When I'm right, I'm wrong. When I'm wrong, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm right. And I could have been right, you know. Boy. Give it a rest to my yeah. G. Listen, if you You're was in a... Cyprus. Chill. The heat's affecting a minute. You know, what I even learned about Cyprus. I didn't even know, like, they got laws out there about, like, extradite. Extraditing people, yeah, about extraditing people and stuff. So, bear man who've caught cases just run away there. I like your spin on this conspiracy theory. Thank you, dude. I'll look into this more. Oh, wait, what? So, I just made it up there, man. No, you, oh. I, just want, I just want to see who's, who's gone over there. I'll, I'll check the list <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. see who's trying to evade capture. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Cyprus is apparently the place, isn't it? Is it so, the haven, so what, when you go out there, like you see bear donnies just yeah. <laughs> with the locals and that. So, yeah, what are you doing over here? When did you get through? <laughs> Like I said, we'll definitely uh, touch on some other subjects. Yes. I want to say before we go, thank you very much, dude, for coming down. Thank you, bro. I want to let you know I'm thank proud you. of you, bro. I'm about hey. 94, 95 pages into the book. So Sick. I'll update you when I finish. The pictures are cold as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? And what, can I just say one thing before I go? Yeah. Like, um, you see the, when you open the book, the yeah. billboard, you've seen the yeah, billboard, yeah. yeah. So that billboard was put up in South London, isn't it? That's yeah. South Norwood. And that was like the area where um, it's the road where like Stormzy basically went to school. Harris Academy is around there, and inside that billboard yeah. is my brethren's yard where I wrote all the introductions. Crazy, that's dope. It's nuts, isn't it? That's, that's dope. Piece of history, yeah, so it's nuts. And that that billboard was like it says, um, "All my young um, black kings rise up. This is our year." That's and, cold, right? Yeah, well. Dope. It's mad. Cold, man. Well, so what, where can people find the book? Everywhere. Waterstones, Amazon, WH Smith. I think some independent stores have got it as well. But yeah, Amazon. You can get get it on Audible as well. You'll hear my voice like Mad Crokey just doing the introductions. That was wavy. <laughs> and then, yeah, bruv, that's that's it, bruv. And where can people find you online? I know you're trying to stay off Twitter, but you know. Oh, yeah. My, well, my Twitter's Jude Blay. That's J-U-D-E-B-L-A-Y. My uh, Instagram is Judinio. That's J-U-D-I-N-I-H-O-O. 
Fantastic. Well, um, as always, a good honest conversation. Never hurt anybody. Yes. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Get us into that top 100. Come on. Um, I've been false forever. Mr. Vance. Thank you very much. Peace. Hey. 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 Hey.